Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Professional Degenerates Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Flay, aka Alexander the Average. And we are joined here today by Jay. Jay, introduce yourself. Hey, how's it going? Mm. I'm Jay uh, Alexander the Average. I like that, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been experimenting with this soundboard recently. It's mm. uh, it's quite fun to fuck with. Yeah. 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 Cool. I mean, and it's nice because until I get it in the center of the table, mm. I'm the only one who can fuck with it. Me. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all good, man. It's all good. That's no, good. Thanks for having me. No, nah, man. It's cool to have you on. Yeah. It's really cool to kind of mm. promote. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I, I, I go on and I talk about like this. This bit. I go on and go. Look, I'm still finding my feet in comedy, mm. which is ironic because I haven't seen my feet for quite some time. That's a very good bit. Being being a good opener. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, oh, did you write that? I'm like, no, man. I was sitting at like Fremantle, like uh, Fremantle comedy, uh, Brendan's comedy show at Frio. And I just thought of it as I was walking to stage. I was like, this is going to work. Yeah. Absolutely bomb. I was like, fuck yeah. Well, yeah. And just got eruptions of laughter. I was like, <laughs> everything else after that's going to be quite average. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Well, I think the, I, I do think like, you know, when we talk about in terms of entertainers mm. and creators, mm. like I really feel like um, comedians, musicians, mm. cinematographers and photographers. Mm. Yeah. They are, a, and, and painters too, like yeah, people yeah, who yeah, actually yeah. do art. Mm. I all think they're kind of the top echelon oh, of sure. talent. For sure, man. Um, and I kind of feel like they're the most unacknowledged level of talent. Yeah. Um, well, I fell into this, man, by accident. Eh? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> me not so much. But yeah, tell how did you fall into Oh, it? man. I was at the comedy lounge one night with housemates. And uh, housemates like, you'll never do this. You'd never go out there and do that. I yeah. was like, don't fucking dare me, man. Yeah, I was yeah. like, don't fucking dare me. <laughs> Ended up like signing up in front of him to prove like, hey, I'm, I'm not a bottle job, I'll fucking do it. Yeah. And uh, then the Comedy Lounge sent me an email back. It was right during Raw Comedy Festival as well. I didn't know. I was like, oh, this is supposed to be a regular open mic. Just signed up for it. Realised yeah. it's like a yearly competition. Yeah. And uh, they came back a week later and were like, yeah, we oh, fuck, they've taken me seriously. Yeah, Shit. yeah. <laughs> I had like a month to write like very bang average material and I just went out completely bombed, completely fucked it, but did it. Yeah. And afterwards, it just improved over time. And I was like, oh, yeah. It's a lot of what I talk about is very observational. So, like, yes. I'll, yes. Like, like, I'll be driving in the car and I'll see something and go, fuck, that's quite funny. I'll write it down. Yeah. And it doesn't look funny on paper, but then I mm. get, like, a subject and go, fuck, I'll start playing around with it. And it just works, man. I do find observational comedy the funniest. I find the observational comedy I do mm. is things on various subjects usually at the expense of someone. Oh, yeah. But I always circle it back to pointing out how much of a piece of shit I am. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like kind of the, the the biggest rule with comedy is like make fun of yourself first mm. and then it kind of gives you license to make fun to of others. Going to other people. Exactly, yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. And if, if you're willing to take it on the chin and be the first one to throw mm. it at your chin, mm. like no one can really do it for you. Oh, yeah. And 100%. it's like, especially if they laugh at a joke you've made at your mm. own expense, mm. you know. Well, you've got to, and I think you've got to be in some way self-deprecating. And the self-deprecating side of things come from like a girlfriend that sits a bit like an ex-girlfriend who's an ex for a fucking reason. Oh, yeah. me, oh, self-deprecating people are really unattractive. I was like, but they can be funny, man. Oh, yeah. They can oh, yeah, be yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. ripping the shit out of myself, something chronic, man. And it was just like absolutely working, you know, perfectly. But mm. yeah. I, I totally, when self-deprecating people are usually the funniest. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, because I kind of get what, 
a female, why a female might think that, why I've been self-deprecating was yourself down and stuff. But like, I, I went on stage and I was like, yeah, I used to be a police officer in the UK and people are like, people come up to me after all the time and go, were you really a cop? I'm like, yeah, man. Mm. I go, fuck, really? I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I get my, I hold my belly and go, if you call 999 in England, this is what fucking turns up. <laughs> I'd be taking your fucking chances, man. Yeah. And, like, and people are just like, people are rocking to laughter and it just, Mm. You know, and it is it's just me ripping the shit yeah. no runner crime rates are so high in London oh, you know? man, oh, fucking man. no you can't catch man, anyone bro right. <laughs> I, I was talking about uh, we went we went on stage it was so bad I went on stage I was saying there was a there was a, a ranking that went out saying that rape and sex crime was up like 600% in London uh, over the over the duration of the last year mm. everyone was like oh like, where's the fucking punchline coming I was like I've asked around if anyone's got the CCTV footage. And, uh, <laughs> you know, everyone was like, fucking Jesus. hell. Jesus. Like, mm. But you've got to be kind of dark, man. Yeah. I talk about abortion quite a bit. Like my buddy in America. I have a joke on, on abortion I'm trying out oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, We've uh, got like, my buddy in America, he's talking about, uh, and he's like pro-gun man. Like yeah. a fucking absolute gunner. And he's going, oh, the, the, the weapon that I keep in my house is, uh, it's only 30 rounds in my weapon and I'm like oh yeah but that's the average size of an elementary class in the US yeah and he's just like fucking please tell me you've not used that on stage I'm like oh I'm gonna uh, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. now that you've said it it's coming yeah, 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 it's yeah. coming you know what I mean but, yeah. Uh, but yeah man you just gotta be mm. and I've never got to a point where I, I would talk about the world issues because man I wouldn't really give a fuck to be honest oh like, no I, I totally am on board like I can't talk about Australian politics because nah. I didn't find out who was Prime Minister <laughs> until three weeks after the election yeah, was man. over yeah, I was shit. like who won that because yeah. I, I honestly care very little about it and, yeah, yeah, and, and because I've kind of come to the conclusion that you know we really don't have much say in the no. matter like the same people are going to keep getting voted in I don't know yeah. how I don't know yeah. who's voting for them I think if you do vote for them yeah. you know kind of, I mean, like, I, it's, it's funny because we have like Boris Johnson in charge in the UK that just looks like a fucking he looks like he's, he's been the reason why into a fucking generator with hairs all over the place. Well, you know, I mean, there's a reason. He, Mayor of London yeah, lives man. in London. Yeah, man. And the rape yeah. rate is up six hundred percent in London. Just a fuck, you know, but like we, oh, man. And then I was talking to a guy. I thought I'm calling him a rapist. <laughs> saying, you know, maybe there's a connection. No, we were talking to like we were, we were talking to a guy who was talking about Barnaby Joyce and Scott Morrison, and I'm like, well, one. No human being, in my opinion, should be named Barnaby. That's a name for a fucking Labrador. Yeah, you know it's, what I mean? Like, it's fucking listening to those two man. talking on TV, he's like, oh man, but it's really, you know, it's really good. I'm like, no, man, it's like taking your girlfriend back after she slept with your dad, mm-hmm. listening to those two talk. Yeah. It was just like, it's fucking depressing. I was like, made me glad to be British. I was like, yeah. fuck, man. Like, yeah. it's just not the. But yeah, it was. And then I realized I was listening going, shit, I'm. Um, now taking acknowledgement of like politics and stuff and going, oh yeah, this is this is gonna make good, you know, shit on stage and it really isn't, man. It's fucking it's not shit I give a shit about, you know. No, I I, I agree. Like it it's 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 another reason another reason why I don't do it on stage is mm. A, I've no interest in it mm. and B, I know nothing mm. about it. Yeah. I make more observations about, mm. you know uh, you know the the side effects of uh, not a traumatic childhood. Mm. I wouldn't say I've had a traumatic childhood, 
but I've definitely had a strange childhood. Mm. You know, growing mm. up with five older siblings mm. and a very, very Catholic mother living mm. at... And our nana lived at home with us. God bless you, nana. Rest mm. in peace. But... Like growing yeah. up in that dynamic, and a, yeah, and a dad who did like FIFO, like yeah. regular FIFO, until I think I was in high school. So I did, I didn't like mm. he, he wasn't like a permanent fixture in my life yeah, yeah, until yeah, sure, like right. I was in high school. Yeah, and like that's I still love my dad, yeah, and he was yeah. a pretty good dad all yeah. up. But that, growing up in that kind of scene mm. is is kind of odd. Yeah, and the thing is. <laughs> I feel like my mum certainly didn't give up with me. My mum was an amazing mum, but I could tell by the time she had a sixth child, she was like, oh shit, I've really got to find some, (laughs) I've really got to find some ways to distract them and things like that. So in a big sense, I was left to my own devices. Sure, man. And I feel like leaving myself to my own devices, naturally, it made me turn into a bit of a misfit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I just, I was probably watching a little bit too much television. Mm. And the thing is, I, I, you know, I remember watching Braveheart at like the age of four. Jesus so, Christ. Like, yeah. And it's like, that's not... Gives you a very tainted view of life. Really, it kind of does. But like, you, you know, the, mm. the like growing up in that kind of thing, it kind of made me, mm. I don't know, develop a sense of humor about certain things. And my yeah. mum was never neglectful, but no, like no, she was, no, it really she, was just a case of left leaving me to my own devices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of, you know, yeah. manifested itself yeah. in a very weird imagination that I still carry on with me to this day. Mm manifests itself in weird I don't know if you get this but I think most comedians are mm. misfits and oh, I think sure. most of them have some kind of learning disorder oh yeah yeah oh 100% and I'm, I'm the same like in it and like I've got ADHD right so like I'll be very my brain will uh, I'll go off on a tangent so we'll talk about a subject and suddenly I'm like fucking talking about something totally different oh yeah like, yeah how the fuck did we get here like, yeah and I'll ask myself that I'm like why are you asking yourself you don't fucking know yeah like, and it's and it, it you just think fuck man I, I do it constantly and at the school like I, I grew up in a very I was I was the eldest of six kids so like my youngest brother, like I'm I'm 34, my youngest brother's 14. Yeah. And it's like, it's surreal to think like I'm old enough to be his dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But he's my youngest sibling. And like, I was the misfit child. I was the first child. I was, the, I call myself the experiment. Oh, let's have a kid and see how it fucking works out. Yeah. Every other kid after that, we can fucking improve upon. Yeah, exactly. So the last one that's going to be like probably the most successful out of all of us. Pretty much. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I, I got away. I had an all right upbringing, man. Like my dad died when I was quite, I was quite young. So... Like my real, like my real dad, and, uh, and our stepdad came into my life and all that sort of stuff. And I was kind of like, I was used as a bit of a, I was used as a bit of a fucking punch bag, so to speak, yeah, physically. Right. You know? And it kind of made me quite funny in the sense of I just started making light of fucking everything without without going down the, the depressed fucking route of yeah, this yeah. podcast. But like, oh man, it made me not take life too fucking seriously. You know what I mean? And, I kind of get that. I mean, you probably heard it on the podcast and I'm going to have to stop repeating it. I'll probably just tell people (laughs) off the podcast. I did want to advertise it very early on because, you know, Mm. ideally I am become the most famous comedian in the world someday. Mm. Um, That's where we aim for, you know, better to shoot for the moon and miss than, you know, aim low. But I didn't want anything. I I wanted, I I thought about like, Mm. what's the worst thing that can come out about me when I'm famous? And Mm. it's like, well... I was in a hate group for a little while. Mm. And so if I go public with that now and say how I'm different from that early on, it's not going to be so revealing later on, you know, you know, because again, like, and Hollywood's willing to forgive that shit. Like Mark Wahlberg bashed Mm. the eye out of Mm. a, 
out of an Asian elderly Asian oh, man, and sure. people, and he's one of the biggest stars in Hollywood yeah. now. And, and and it's not even like he's a good actor. Yeah. It's like he's not, not a thing, bad actor. It's like what Jimmy Carr says. Jimmy Carr said it on a podcast recently. He, he said the two biggest myths in life are hard work and talent. Mm. Biggest amounts of bullshit going. Yeah. Because you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't work hard for it, what's the fucking point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like, it's like and and. Xavier uh, at, um, at Grassroots at Convenience yeah, says yeah, yeah. the right thing all the time. He says, you know, people moan about getting spots and people moan about doing certain things. And be, sit back and ask yourself, fucking why? If you're not putting the hard work in, mm. you're not going to reap the rewards later on. You can be as talented as you like. Yeah. Right? You can be the best fucking comic in the world. But if you don't sit down and put pen to paper daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, what's mm. the point? Yeah. you just you just got hidden talent in your head. And I yeah. think as an ADHD, you, you, you can relate to this yourself. Uh-huh. As a guy with ADHD, it's hard sometimes putting it, because you've got so much traveling through your brain, it's hard whacking it on paper and going, oh, well, I can talk about all this, I can do all this. And it, and I sit there sometimes, and I see these comics, and they'll use the same material, and I go, fuck, man, like, that guy's doing this, and that guy's doing that. But then I ask myself, or, yeah, well, no, I can. If I go to, if I be different in a way and go and make more, uh, make more jokes, and the Gong Show is really good for that. Going on, Gong Show is a great experiment. Yeah, and the one thing I've realised, I'm starting to realise, is I go, I don't give a shit if I get gonged off. No, because really, I, I it, it should be treated as a total experiment. It is. Yeah, it's it's, it's a fun experiment, yeah. and the thing is. You shouldn't, as a comedian, I feel... I haven't been involved with this mm. game real long. And mm. it's touch, before I go back to this, this is the ADHD game. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to touch yeah. on something you said a second ago, yeah. which is like being creative and this thing like with ADHD, mm. I've never been able to focus on anything for long. No. Like, no. I think the, the longest I focused on something that I wasn't passionate about, mm. I wasn't really interested in, was probably my capstone when I was mm. an apprentice electrician. Mm. And like... That was like just because I wanted to get it yeah, done. Yeah, like that, there was right. nothing else. Yeah, I removed yeah. everything and I just studied yeah. my absolute mm. ass off. Mm. But like I, you know, fell into electrical work when I was 16 because I didn't know what I wanted to do at the yeah, time. Yeah. You know, who does when they're 16? No, you know? No, no. And then like I just figured, well, it's something to do, mm. you know, better to be doing something in the meantime than nothing. Oh, for sure. Man. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it allowed me to save up a bit of money, which I'm now using to pursue this fucking load of bullshit. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, the, the, like, doing this creative thing, it's like, I find when you find, when you found something you're passionate about, it really focuses an ADHD person. Oh, for like, sure, man. Because 100%. now my filter at the end of the day is I probably do like a little bit of writing yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, certainly more days than others, more mm. some days than other days, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I always generally get a bit of writing done every mm. day. Yeah, but man. Yeah. yeah, but the one thing I find about it, like a great filter system, is mm. being an ADHD person. You've got all these things the running through your brain, jokes man. and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing, or the thing I like about that, is at the end of the day, mm. you remember the funniest shit. Mm. Like mm. the funniest shit sticks with you. Oh, so, sure. like if you go a whole day, you do your thing, and then at mm. the end of the day, you sit down and write. Generally, this. ADHD, which is generally a hindrance most of the time, when it comes to writing, it's kind of a superpower. Oh, for sure. Because you yeah, only yeah. remember the funniest bits. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, I started, you know, in the middle, stupidly, and I took on another project while I was still writing comedy, and I was like, oh, this is going to be really good, man. And I had my mental health diary. So when I come to a stress, I suffer with post-traumatic stress disorder, right? Yeah. And I remember sitting, and a mental health diary was in the drawer, and I went, fuck, man, I'm gonna, I've got to do something with this, eh? So I wrote a book. 
based on the mental health diary. Right. Some of it was fucking dark. Some of it was quite funny. Some of it was, and it's on Amazon Kindle. And I was like, fuck man, I'm just going to write a book about it. And I didn't think anything comments. I gave myself three months, mm. stupidly going, I'd be all right, I'll knock a book out in three months. No, no, no. I knocked it out with nine hours to go before I finally published it. Right. Self-published it. Didn't, you know, didn't. And it went all right. It was cool. Like I was, I was, fucking publishing it in the necessary places mm. and um and i found that i was opening up segments of my life where i'm going well actually that's quite funny man and um this is quite funny that's quite funny i was like yeah that's the phone going off yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that me no that's me let me just really get that i need to see who that is yeah man yeah for sure <laughs> a highly unprofessional me <laughs> yeah. it's so ironic because i call it the professional degenerates podcast yeah, oh, yeah, it's only yeah, uh, it's only right. Mm. Oh, I mean, it, I mean, it kind of makes sense being a professional degenerate and nothing else. <laughs> oh, the phone's right in front of me. See, ADHD. Oh, is this again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that the phone? Yeah, that yeah, you yeah, were? yeah, 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 yeah. I am so retarded. Oh. Um, yeah, I make a, I make a. It's incredible to see how far I've come. Uh, uh, it's incredible to see how far I've come, like being this mentally ill you know mm. oh god i gotta uh, resubscribe rss um yeah but uh you know when you've mm. you get distracted i do that shit all the time oh, man, I like i have something in my hand and yeah. i'm like where the fuck so is it? yeah or you'll go where's my phone and you'll be talking on it okay, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Fun, yeah no it's, it's like no I, I i i do it and i i sit and i, I remember my earliest I remember walking into the green room at the comedy lounge going fuck man oh, this is this is daunting and and John John Wing was sitting there oh and I was like dude what do you what do you like writing your book he's always got a book in his hand yeah yeah and he's like do you really want to see and I was like yeah man and he shows me it's just doodles of pictures and stuff yeah and I was like man that's like the inside of my head like, yeah. all the time like, <laughs> you're giving us a hint here so <laughs> so cool man I was like oh yeah shit and the good thing as well is and you hit on it in your last podcast talking about the pro comics in Perth yeah, and that how and that how they perform on like they go to the Gong Show and they do certain open mics and stuff. I love that. Yeah, because it reminds you that these people are human. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, like it reminds you that these people are not these astronomically famous, um, uh, you know, people that you you endeavour to be like. Yeah, you endeavour to be like them eventually, but you don't go like you know, like Andrew, you hit uh, Wolfie, right? You hit the, the, the. I was watching Wolfie, one of Wolfie's things on YouTube, mm. where he's talking about being an accountant. Yeah. I didn't know he was an accountant until that video. So I'm like watching this going, that guy was an accountant. It was mm. like when I was, I went to watch Jim Jeffries and he supported Jim Jeffries on stage. And it was like, I'm going, this guy used to do people's like banking Taxes. and accounts yeah. and stuff. What the fuck? Like, but it, but it's just amazing. And I always say to people, when you find your niche in life, fuck man, everything else is, everything else is a dream. You know? Yeah. Like when I found comedy and I realized I was actually somewhat good at it. Mm. Like, I did really well my first gong show. Like, yeah. First gong show was my first show ever. I hadn't done an open mic. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> and I actually got through this first time, again, yeah. on shaky legs, again, not without error and not without uh, issue. But, um, like, I-, I felt very good after that. And I've bombed since then. Like, every comedian. Do you ever show- find, though, when you go on stage, do you ever have, like, it's in your head? Do you ever go, oh, I'm going to say all this stuff? And you get off stage and you'll either go, fucking drastically bad or really really well when you go I've got to say that bit oh all the time yeah, I, all the I fucking thought it was time. just me I was yeah, like oh yeah, shit yeah. and I started getting off and I was asking I, can't, I got stayed once and I asked Belowski 
And Blowski was like, no, man, it's a common thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. That's why I write it down in my hand. Yeah, that's why I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and to. I don't even care if the audience yeah. sees me looking at yeah. my hand. Like, you have to. Man. If anything, it's a funny bit getting this yeah. bizarre guy on stage yeah. looking at his hand, like reminding me, what, 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 what was I going for? <laughs> oh, I think it's a really funny bit. And I did it last time on yeah. stage. And last time on stage, I I was really, really happy with my performance all up. It wasn't without its challenges. No. But um, yeah, I, I came a little bit unstuck at the end. I got through the gong show, but I, I came a little bit unstuck with a joke when I was pointing out the connection between American mass shootings and treatment of Aboriginals. And the crowd went, ooh. <laughs> and yeah. Controversial subject. Well, look, uh, I would 100% make that joke again. Oh, yeah. But now I know how to follow up with the ooh. Yeah. Like I'd probably do yeah. something like, oh, what, you, you think we treated them yeah. right? Yeah. You think it's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, look, we treated yeah. the Aboriginals well. Got yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just so you know where you stand. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we were talking about like because so I'm on Facebook right, and I I I, I admin a, a singles a Perth singles page, which is quite funny. Of course, you do. all things. <laughs> and there's like five thousand people in the page, and uh, I went on the administrator chat that we've got. I was doing, I was just saying certain bits, and uh, like you, you, like I say, you take observational stuff, and I was talking about you have this friend. Everyone's got a female friend or a guy friend that you never envisage being in a relationship ever. Yes. The second they get in a relationship, you're like, what the fuck? It's like they've tunneled the, their way out of R. Kelly's basement. And like, that got <laughs> like the bit like, it was a bit like controversial, but fuck funny. And then you got, but then you get like, and then I was talking about, uh, and then my, again, my buddy in America, he lives in Stockton in California. Mm. And uh, we talk quite regularly. And I was talking to him about, you know, mass shootings and, and I said, you know, children in America are about as safe as um, uh, a European backpacker in Ivan Malat's front seat. Yeah. You know, nice. like, and people are like, fuck, all right, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, but you, you couldn't you couldn't do that joke anywhere else but Australia. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You go to Central Europe, man, fucking unless unless you've been to Australia, you wouldn't they wouldn't know who Ivan Malat is. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, like, I mean one thing I it, I feel like it's becoming uh, conscious in certainly a dynamic of the younger or younger comedians and certainly foreign comedians coming out and doing it in australia is there are i feel like so many australian comics and you see some of them at the gong show and no hate to them because it is funny Mm. but they do jokes that are like almost exclusive to australia they won't be they they won't be able to tell those jokes in any other country no you wouldn't and it's same for a british person man yeah you know i'm doing i'm doing and no hate to it because it is funny but like you know i I conscientiously try and stay away Mm. from localized Mm. national humor as much as possible. Oh, yeah, I don't sure. mind dipping my toe into it, but I, I try and make a conscious effort. It's to, hard though because yeah. if you, especially for me, like I make jokes about, I make jokes about being British and not being from Mindari or Joondalup like the rest of my folks. You mm. know what I mean? Like my rest of my people, and uh, people laugh at that. Yeah, that would that would not get laughs in the UK at no, all. You no, know no, what I mean? No, no. Like, you know, it'd be like it'd be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm from Australia, but I, I don't live in Hammersmith with the rest of the backpackers. You know what yeah, I mean? like yeah, yeah. Um, but it is, yeah. You're right. It's fucking. It's 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 a it's a high. You know, like when you see these comedians and and a lot of them do really really well. Like 
Sash Kapoor's doing really well at the moment. Like he's got his own room now and he's he's doing a few different he's doing ethnic comedy. He calls it ethnic comedy. Hmm. And um it's all these different countries coming together. It's fantastic, because we're all fantastic comedians. Yeah. Um but you've got to be sort of like like you were saying, you know, you can't be this 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 right wing uh, Australian nationalist that goes. I don't find anyone funny, but white Australians. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've got to be. You've got to be very. Out I don't there. think it's even so much that. Like, it's less so much of a political thing. It's more so like they just make jokes about topics about like you know the AFL and mm. a tr- and mm. you know an AFL player getting his like being caught with his nose in a bag yeah. of coke, and yeah. it's like, well, a I don't know why that's surprising to anyone about AFL no, players. No, I've been no, doing no, that for no. a while. And B, like, an American's not going to get AFL player. No. Like, you know, they no. most Americans will not even know what AFL is. No. Um, so, like, it, it's... Again, like, I, I don't begrudge anyone their fame, but, like, I just feel... It, it's certainly not what I would want to try and do. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, and, but, you know, there's a lot of comics I see, and I respect them. I respect them for their joke writing. And again, this is such a piece of shit thing for me to say but I'm a self-declared piece of shit so it's okay as long as you're calling yourself it doesn't yeah matter. exactly <laughs> um, there are like a few comedians who I watch um, locally mm. internationally mm. Um, who are I, I just don't and, and some of them are big comedians mm. and I don't find them funny yeah. I don't begrudge them their success I have no actual hate against mm. them for who they are Kevin Hart's a prime example mm. Kevin Hart, I have no idea how anyone finds him funny. No. No hate on the guy. I can watch the guy in a movie. Yeah. Watch him on stage. His, I, I have no clue yeah. how he is so successful at stand-up. No. No hate to the man. No. Good on him for his hustle. Good no. on him for his success. Mm. But I look at that and I go, I don't know anyone who would laugh at this. Mm. No, you know? for sure. No, it, it's, it's weird. Like... It's weird that you take you take the best parts of comedians that are famous. Like when I did my first ever gig at the Bayswater, yeah, right, it was Joe White was in the crowd, mm. and I'd never met Joe White before. I watched him on TV. I was like, "Oh fuck, he's here, man! This is awesome." He just came up to me at the end and gave me the best bit of advice I have because I went on and was swearing like an absolute trooper and whatever. He goes, "Don't swear." He goes, "You know, you're funny. Don't swear." Mm. And I, I talk about my weight quite a bit. Because I was a bit bigger at the time, yeah. And uh, and he goes, yeah, and he said something about talk about not having long left to live. And I was like, all right. So I went home and I wrote about it and I sent it to him. I said, what do you reckon on this? He goes, do it. The next time I did it was at the Gong Show and he was in the crowd again, mm. and it absolutely one hundred percent worked. It's yeah. the best bit of advice from a comedian I've ever received. He oh. goes, work with this man, and he goes, and it, and it did. And I've tried it out several times since. It wouldn't. I feel though it wouldn't work in a crowd outside of Australia. Because Australians have a very, um, I can rip the shit out of you, you can rip the shit out of me, pull the piss out of each other, not a problem. If I try and do that in the UK somewhere, it would only work with a heckler. It wouldn't work back, you know, face to face, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, again, like, I, I, I do feel like there is so much in delivery and oh, presentation. Yeah, because down, you see down at the Comedy Lounge where people make jokes and people make risky jokes. And I've made a few risky jokes myself. Mm. But I get laughs for these jokes. And last show, it was mostly new material. Mm. And I was really trying to push the envelope. Mm. Like, I was oh, yeah. I was really trying to go for it. And I wasn't even using a lot of language, which I, I kind of agree with you. Mm. I, I don't think, you know, language should be excluded from no. comedy. But no. I feel like it's a time and place. You don't want to overuse yeah. it. You're too. constantly going on, like... 
and it, it, it cheapens it. It cheapens it. And yeah, it cheapens yeah. it because people are gonna you're gonna get people's attention when you swear at them. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and and but whereas if you can actually you can actually do it without that, it kind of works. And yeah, yeah. I went. I I did. Uh, I, I I opened at Fringe Festival for Jason Woods. And, that was like twenty minutes notice. I did it with as well. Yeah. I just went out. I've never done. I've never really done crowd work before. Yeah. And I've never in Australia understood the concept of FIFO. I mean, I get, I get, it. I know why it's done. But when someone says to you, "I'm FIFO," mm. well, that mean, don't tell me you're FIFO. That's like going, "Yeah, I drive to work every day and then drive home." Yeah, but yeah. Not yeah. Out of that actually telling you what I do for a job. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, understood yeah. that. Yeah, I'm FIFO, mate. So automatically, people think you're a cracking guy because you're FIFO. Yeah. Oh, you must be making raking it in because you're FIFO. The whole front, like a whole front row of this fucking gig were five Yeah, yeah. So it just turned into a, a big, and the guy started like there was this big fucking gigantor fucking muscle protein fucking cunt in the front row, and he was like ripping me. And in the end, I he started he started calling me. Like, we were we were calling each other out, and I happened to say to his girlfriend. Um, do you sleep with him at night time and she's like yes and I went is there anything else you do for charity oh Jesus like, I made a fucking exit <laughs> got, like harshly and I was like you yeah, know I've oh, got to get out of here hell. I was like man that 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 in itself and literally at the end the guy came up to me outside I'm thinking it was like midnight club or somewhere during fringe I was like man I'm so sorry like, like he was big man and I yeah, was yeah, like yeah. yeah bro I'm so sorry man I was shaking his head trying to bring it in he wasn't having any of it and then he had like the softest voice ever. You know, like squirt. You know, like squirrely. Yes. He had like a squirrely voice about him, but he was six foot three. Yeah. And I just went, "Oh, uh, yeah, mate. I'm so sorry." Blah blah. blah. He's like, "Ah, that's right, man. Pretty good, but I'm really squeaky. The voice didn't go with the the, the fit." You know yeah. what I mean? And and you just and and you just yeah. I, I don't know, man. Kyle Legacy is another one. And being from the UK, he that's a guy that comes out and doesn't actually tell any jokes. He just comes out and just just interacts with people. Yeah. And I found that I can go and I can talk about my life and I can talk about stories and I can talk about, you know, I talked about my, my dad's grave when I went back to England and it's a quite a morbid subject, but I went, oh, he's been dead over 10 years now. So going to visit him at his grave is effectively gardening now. Yeah. And no, people was... are like, fucking Jesus. All right. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but I, I, you got to make the light. And my dad was probably the biggest influence. Like, be, like, you, like you hit on it at the beginning, having ADHD is like, you don't stick to one pl- like like as you grow up. You don't. I can know. I could never up until my 18th birthday. I could never hold a job down. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd do six month job and go. This is fucking not interesting me anymore. See you later. Yeah. It was only when I became a cop that it changed. Yeah. It was only when I started feeling like I had a bit of a purpose it changed. Mm. Like you said, man. Like when you were doing an apprentice electrician, like you would do stuff, and it would be in the lead up to to, to bigger things, and you always subconsciously knew that. Subconsciously, man, I was fighting at school. I was doing. I was an idiot. I was such an angry kid. Oh, same. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I was always funny. I always enjoy making my fucking like the people I care about laugh. Always, you know, always something there. But I was such an angry kid at high school, and like I'm looking back on it, I really wonder why I was an angry kid. And there's a few things I can point to and say maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. But really, it's still it's a question that still bothers me because it's not like I grew up, you know. Again, no one's parents does a, do a perfect job. No. But I had pretty good parents. They did a pretty amazing yeah. job. Yeah. And uh, you know they were fucking they all up did a pretty good gig. And like none of my brothers and sisters are shitty people. No. Um. So it's like you know they're actually all pretty good people. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah things sure, considered, man. every single one of them and. So I don't know why, like, from a period of, I think, 13, 14, 
all the way until really I was really 17, but really there were a couple of years afterwards mm. I was still a little bit irritable. Um, like, I have no idea why for that period of time I was such an angry little prick. Mm. And I really think it might have something to do with outlets. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, the, yeah. the reality is I think ADHD people, mm. they're not like some people where, like, you, you know... My brother, you know, you rule out exactly. You know my I mean? brother James and yeah. my brother Tom, both swell guys. I think my brother Tom is a little bit autistic, mm. but he's still a good person. Mm. Um, I said that like autistic people are terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> my youngest brother's autistic. That's a sound. That's a he, sound. He's, he's yeah, a terrible yeah. I'm about to get no, hate. Like, what are you saying about <laughs> autistic people? The phone's gonna start ringing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Fucking call me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I'm way too comfortable with the word retard. I'll tell you a story yeah. about that. Yeah, in a yeah, 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 yeah. But um, anyway, <laughs> so like my brother Tom and James, they could do multiple things at mm. times. Like my mm. brother Tom could do footy, basketball, mm. and James mm. could do rugby, water polo, mm. and cricket, and things yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And then academically, they were like that too. Mm. Whereas for me, I found academically, I, I was always pretty good at math. Mm. I always read a lot of books, but I was hopeless at English. I was hopeless. I was hopeless at science. But really, I was good at maths. I I had a pretty good mind for numbers. It also helped that my mum was a maths teacher. Oh, well, that's always going to be. Really, yeah, 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 she really hammered that home. Yeah. uh, But I was always fascinated by history and like Mm. nothing else. Yeah. And I was never a shit to kids, um, to teachers. Like I was never disruptive. Shit to kids. Yeah. I was definitely a shit to kids. Yeah. But I was never a shit to teachers. Like I was always fairly respectful, Mm. but I just was fucking hopeless I think because your mum was a teacher so you had that like influence like my dad my, my dad was a barrister and like I'd go in and, and my dad was fucking serious all the time but in a funny way yeah, yeah, yeah like so like I'd go in and go hey dad um but but no, I say in a funny way probably more in a prickish way than <laughs> in a funny way like hey dad I'm doing court on Monday uh he goes okay detail the uh, and he was Irish as well so like detail the incident to me and I'd start giving it all oh yeah it was armed robbery you know blah 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 this happened this happened um, okay, and then, and then he would simply he goes, is it trial or uh, is it trial or you just go in court period? Like, it's trial. Okay, right, you're gonna get asked this, and it's like, oh, so what vehicle did it get away in? Oh, it got away in a Mazda three. It was blue. How'd you know it was blue? Oh, because I could see the car. I could see it in front of me, Dad. Okay, how far away were you? I don't know, approximately five hundred meters. Hmm. And he go, well, how could you possibly have seen a vehicle from five hundred meters? I don't know, Dad, because I'm not fucking blind. Yeah, That's yeah. Why. And he goes, but I've not called you a liar. Do you notice what I'm saying? He goes, I've actually casted doubt now in the tr- in the, in the tr- so like we'd be sitting over the dinner table, and I'd go, why the f-? And like my brother like would be sitting opposite me, going, why do you ask hmm. when you know you're not going to get the answer you want? Yeah, yeah. And um, and he'd do it to wind me up, and it, and it made me more it made me more of a resilient policeman. Yeah, for sure. Like and and, and then later on, I think it's made me more of a resilient comic because. You, you, you go on stage, like things like the Gong Show. If I ever, I've had a few, but I've, I've been gonged off a couple of times, you know what I mean? And, and you get really You have to expect to be. Of course you do, man. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. And, I, and I expect it, but get disheartened when it happens, do you know what I mean? Of course. And I just go, fuck, man. Like, and I've learned now that a lot of a lot of the sh- a lot of the audiences will come to watch certain comedians. Oh yeah. So like your your guys that like I think John and, and David were hitting the nail on the head on the last podcast mm-hmm. saying when you see someone like uh you know, be Tom now going, Did you call me autistic? <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and and you know, you'll see like someone on the show, it'll be a professional comedian, you'll go, Cool, that guy's winning this. And you'll look around the audience and go, seventy percent of the people are here to see 
Wolfie, they're here to see Emo, they're here to see all them people. And I fucking love them all to pieces. I've learned so much from the way Emo is a comedian, mm. right? And, and, and how he's now, you know, like, I've been recommending people that I know in Edinburgh, where he is at the moment, to go and see him. I'm like, you've got to see this guy. He's yeah. so funny. And, um, and and you're like, but he's, he's Australian. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, he's a he's a uh, immigrant from Africa to think. Got to see him, man. It's so good. Yeah. And I believe that's important. I think like you've got to go, you, you, you've got to promote each other and not have this board, you know, because you see it with some comics. I don't know if you if you'd agree, but you see it with some comics where there's hatred towards each other. There, you know, I, it's you know. it's a very micro niche mm. version. Um, most of the comics I come across are so supportive in mm. their feedback and yeah, criticisms. Yeah, like they're, they're, they're really yeah. uh, amazing mm. people to work mm. with, I find. Um, again, I think most comics are a little bit like me. I think mm. they have... Most comics are a little bit like most people in yeah, terms yeah, yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got, you got difficult Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. But like, they have something that makes them a mm. piece of shit, mm. you know? You're and, never going to meet a comic that's had like a fantastic... Something has steeped them into comedy no one leaves school at 14, 15, 16 and goes I'm going to be a comedian yeah yeah nobody does no. anybody that says I'm going to be a comedian is fucking talking out their ass because, exactly yeah you know, and I, I, I you know like I never sit out to do it I enjoyed watching it never did I think until I first until I first got through the gong show I will never forget it and it was like I remember talking and running out of time and the, the music started playing I was like great Turns around, and it was Mickey J and uh, Mickey J and Christian, and even Christian's like looking at me, doesn't quite know how to take it, and I'm like, it's my second time on the gong. Mm. He's like, fuck, and he's like telling everyone, I was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah, I actually, like, I can actually do this. Do you yeah, know what I mean, because I still had a lot more to say. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, the the biggest thing, it, it's amazing how long when you're doing comedy, how long the time actually. Oh yeah. Is. Oh yeah. But. The, <laughs> It happened to me in my last show. I went on with mostly new material, yeah. and the material that wasn't new, I'd actually reworded a bit, so yeah, it was kind yeah. of new. Yeah. But um, and most of the jokes hit well, but I was shocked, and I didn't feel like I was rushing it either. No. Maybe no. I was, mm. but I didn't feel like I was. I wasn't purposely trying to do the jokes yeah. quickly. No. I felt like they were falling from me very organically mm. at a mm. rate that was appropriate. Oh, the audience sure. was laughing. I got a cheer on one joke. Yeah. And, uh, like, that was fantastic. Mm. And, you know, it was it was all up a really, really good experience. But uh, there was a bit at the end where it's like, shit, I've run out of things that I might have to say. Yeah. And I went to do a bit of crowd work with someone yeah. and then the thing hit. And I was like, ah, that wasn't a good look running out of material. Yeah. But, again, you know, I'm still so new to this. Yeah. But and, like, that, and that's the thing, man. you, you got to be able to... You, you got to be able to, like, I went on and did crowd work on my last gong show. I got through my last gong show, but, like, literally, like, do you want this guy to win at the end and no one cheers? I'm like, it's all right, but I got through. It gives yeah. a shit. You know what I mean? I'm glad. Like, yeah. I'm fucking fantastic. I, I, got, I got up at the stage at the end. Mm. And the guy's birthday, and uh, and he was a good-looking dude. And I was just like, mate, you're, you're a good-looking guy. I'd shag you. I'm not even gay. Yeah. And, like, got engaged him in a bit of conversation. And then um, then I went, I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a baby. Uh, my girlfriend's expecting a baby and everyone cheered. You know, like you would when someone announces that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say the baby was mine. Yeah. Like, and everyone was just like, like boom. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the girls, like, there were women come up to me outside like, at the break going, that's fucking brilliant. Like, yeah. I said, oh, you, you think of these things. And I said, and it's weird. You will never meet, as I said to you before, you will never meet a comedian that's 
that's not broken in some way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'll never meet a comedian that's that's fucking and I and I, I all my siblings now, by my youngest, have got children. Mm. So like I look at I look at all them and go, Great, they've all got kids and I will will like will when will I change? Will will I have a child and it will change me? Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? I'll probably be worse, man. You know oh I mean? man, like I <laughs> I remember, fuck that phone off. I need to put this thing on silent. <laughs> it's, it's my work. It's my work hassling me and my friend Jody. And because my friend Jody is a bit of a conspiracy theorist like me. Yeah. She was actually on the first underground episode, which I've filed away because mm. um, the audio was so rough. It was a funny yeah. episode, but the audio was yeah. so brutal. But yeah. like, she's a bit like me. She's held into the Hollywood pedophile conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So her and I exchange notes on that quite a bit. Mm. But. And when you said the bit about like, oh, my girlfriend's pregnant and everyone says, hey, 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 I didn't say it was mine. It kind of reminded me of a joke I did at my sister's expense. I have three sisters and a lot of my humor comes from my siblings in terms of making fun of them. I also think it's why it, it, it's what makes me comfortable to make fun of women Mm. because I actually have women in my life Mm. I'm incredibly close to Mm. and I have an incredible amount of respect for and the, and female friends too. Mm. And I feel like part of the thing about respecting someone, regardless of gender, mm. is able to be honest with them to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And uh, like humor, I feel like is kind of the epitome of honesty. So that's why, like, yeah. when I go up and I make a joke at women's expense, yeah. it's like, you know, I love it. <laughs> I love it when a guy puts like his plate up, and it's like you're literally just trying to shag the bird you brought here tonight, yeah, didn't yeah, you yeah, piece yeah, of shit? Trying to bring it and in. it's like you are. It's like yeah. you are scum of the earth. I, yeah. you know, treat women better than you probably ever. <laughs> and the thing is, and, I, and the funny thing is, is I probably also say worse shit about yeah, women yeah, than yeah. you ever will too. But the thing is, I feel like that's part of the honesty. We had like a comedy. We had like a. Um, I had a bit. I'll tell you about it anyway because it probably be weeks before I do it. But like we're talking about, uh, you know, like when the plate goes up in the front row, especially if it's female. Like if it's female, if she's female, right? I've been referring to it as it already. Puts a gong up, like, hey, what's your name? And she would say her name is. And I go, let me tell you a story. But you got to put your gong down. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I had this dog. Uh, the dog was called Betty. I was nine years old. The dog had one eye looking down, one eye looking up. Um, I really loved that dog. Um, the, the, the tail was cut off the dog, you know, but it was a rescue dog. It was my friend, you know, and I took it to school. My school friends took the mickey out of me. You know, they told me I look like Betty. Betty, I, I fuck Betty. I all this sort of stuff. It was horrible. So one day, I killed Betty. Yeah. I was so angry and just bricked her head in, yeah. right? And she looked like a smashed lasagna by the end of it, yeah. right? And let's just say Karen for argument's sake. Uh, Karen, do you know what I'm telling you this story? You remind me of that dog. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Karen would take that pretty well. Oh, 100%, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when I, I talked about... Uh, I talked to... Because I hadn't been... Ukraine had been invaded. I hadn't... I'm sorry to flip, flip, flip that completely. But... Ukraine had, had, had just... It's really ADHD uh, conversation. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. had just been... <laughs> we go from dead dogs to fucking... Yeah, uh, Ukraine. Ukraine invasion. <laughs> um, and, like, w- I was talking, and there was all these Americans in the audience, and I didn't know. It was at, it was at uh, convenience. I was I was talking, and I said, oh, you know, we've now established that Ukraine have got a crazy neighbour, so mm. now the world knows how Canada feels. And, um, yeah. and like and everyone laughed and there was always people at the back and there was fucking American that came up to me at the end and was like I didn't find that funny yeah I was like why 
I go, you know, you're 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 you're, you're initializing that uh, Americans are uh, are crazy. I went, you fucking are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, you fucking are. Like yeah. crazy, you mental people. Right? And and thing is, they shouldn't be offended no. when people call them crazy because when you think about it, America has been a crazy country and a crazy oh. place since its inception. Since, since and, and the thing is, it's still it, it's still fuck. You know, it's still mad now. Like. We, I, 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 stupidly, I mean, I dated an American girl briefly. I mean, I, you know, you talked about the hate group thing. Like this, this chick was married, right? And I was, I was shagging her. We've all been there. We've man. all been there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and she was cool. Like she's a nurse over here now, but she was telling me about her dad in Kentucky, right? And, uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. And now, you know, as you can imagine, they're all gun loving fucking Republicans. In Kentucky, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, um, and I'm like, cool. And she goes, yeah. She goes, my dad owns some guns. And I'm like, all right, all right what's he own? Like, because. Being a policeman, I get interested in firearms quite a bit. I've had firearms pointed at me and things like that. Yeah. And she goes, oh, he owns a few, you know, a few rifles and stuff. I go, oh, what ones? She goes, I oh, owns five AR-15s. Oh, nice. I went, five. Yeah. I said, most people only need one. Yeah. Why does he need five for? Like, yeah. Oh, you know, just one, you know, one for di- different calibers. And I'm going, I'm sorry, man. And, and she's like, she's going, oh, he goes out and shoots deers and things like that. And I'm just like. Wow. Okay. Cool. Like five AR-15s. Yeah. That's a weapon that's used in mass shootings across the United States. It's like I say, it's a bizarre country. Oh, 100 percent. Like you, you think about it, it's like okay, people, people from Europe mm. in the 1600s turned up to America to escape religious persecution. Yeah. yeah. And now it is one of the most religiously zealot countries in the world. 100. Oh, it's kind of ironic. Yeah. And then they like. They to to get independence, they start a war against a tyrant, yeah. a tyrant king. Yeah. And now they are literally run by oligarchic corporations. Yeah, it's and they it's so elect fun. people based on a popularity contest. Yeah. I feel like I know I don't know. I didn't know I was quite young when he got elected, obviously. I was barely I was still a toddler, but mm. I feel like I don't know one of George W. Bush's policies, one no. of Barack Obama's policies, no. or one of Donald Trump's policies, or one of Joe Biden's policies. I mean, it shows you as well, like we're talking about I can't believe we're now talking we were talking the Ukraine invasion of dead dogs a minute ago, now we're talking fucking US American politics. politics. Right. And I was watching a, a debate between Mitt Romney, some fucking gun loving lunatic, and, and and Barack Obama years ago. And they're talking about like and they're, they're late. They're basically slaughtering each other, and then you just see Barack Obama just comes in at the end and slams him and just says, "Osama bin Laden's dead." Yeah, yeah. And just fucking, you know, as if to say, "I can give you his head on a plate, bitch." Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, and you're like, that's the state of U.S. fucking politics. Yeah, you know what it's, I mean? like, it's it's brilliant. It, it, it's crazy, and I mean, we, you know, we. So, I mean, Americans again. Americans shouldn't be offended when we call it a crazy country. No, because it because is. it is. Some of the worst yeah. things about that country make it crazy, but some of the best things about that country are, 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 are crazy. crazy. Yeah, 100%. And, you and know? like, you know, I, I remember years ago, oh, this, is, this is crazy. Years ago, I got arrested in Singapore, right? Right. I feel like this, this, this is probably going to, this is one for the podcast. Um, I was here on holiday, I was serving in the police, and uh, they re- kept referring to me as an American. Oh, awesome. And I'm like, mate, I'm not an American. It doesn't matter how many times I said it. Oh, I'm not an American. So I leave here. It was like one o'clock in the morning. Cool. Get on the plane. Your teeth are a little bit too straight. 
to be an Englishman. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah no, it depends where I am. I was like, really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get all self-conscious and you start looking at it. But like smashing them in with a house. <laughs> he said it looked like a fucking vandalised graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, 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 yeah, I got on the plane and I arrived in Singapore and stupidly being a certain police officer, you don't, you don't pat um, sniffer dogs. You just don't tuck them. They're well, you don't. They're heavily trained. Right. And okay. I got off the plane, there's a fucking sniffer dog there. I pat it. Right. Not thinking anything of it. And I start walking through the airport to, to change flights. Now, I've, I've landed at 6.25. My, fl- my flight leaves at 7.20. So I've got, you can imagine Singapore airport, it's like a city. I've got to run from one end of the airport to the other. Right. I'm like, cool. So I'm, I'm getting followed now by this, this dog. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, it's fucking hundreds of people around, whatever. So then I get to the place where I'm actually putting my bags into the into the conveyor for my, my hand luggage to be checked again. Mm. Cool, no worries. Suddenly it go, my bag goes off for like a secondary search and I'm standing there with this fucking mountain of a guy. And he's like, I'm watching things just getting thrown out my bag, like my iPad, my laptop, my fucking uh, parts of my computer equipment, right? Yeah. And, um, and I'm like trying to itch towards, get away from him. And he just grabs me, pulls me back mm. and goes, you'll wait until I'm finished. I was like, okay, cool. Gets over to her and I'm like, can you tell me why you're searching my bag and no one else? She goes, you look suspicious. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, by this point, you get a bit angry and, and like bearing in mind you're there and over here is the line to get on your aircraft. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, cool, yeah, whatever. Gets my bag, turn around, I'm surrounded by Singaporean police officers and border guards. And awesome. Can you come with us? I went, what for? He went, that wasn't a, a request. You're coming with us. And I was like, yeah, fuck, bro, bro. Yeah. I'm thinking it's because I've patted the dog. I'm thinking, right. all right, mate, I st- listen, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I didn't fuck the like, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're talking like I've bent the dog over and shafted it. Yeah. But like, and I'm going, listen, about the dog here, right? And as I'm doing this, he's grabbed my hand and put me in handcuffs. <laughs> so now this whole flight, that boat, you know, like Airbus A380, fucking 500 passengers or whatever it is are watching me getting drafted away in handcuffs nice gets taken in like a um, like a, a, a room gets spoken to and whatever and uh, I'm going this is fucking surreal take all your clothes off sorry what you heard me take all your clothes off what if I don't want to or we'll do it by force mm. I was like fuck okay cool because shit this is serious for patting a dog fuck man alright uh-huh. I'm still in my head going patting a dog suddenly this English guy comes in like I get, I get thrown in a cell yeah. So by this point, it's like seven forty-five, and I'm going. Plane's gone. I'm yeah. fucking forgotten about. So the English guy comes in. Hello, I'm the English consulate. I'm going. Why am I even here? Like, hadn't actually formally charged me or anything. Or mm-hmm. anything. He's going. Oh, okay. You're in possession of cocaine on your persons. I said, you've got a wrong fucking person. I'm a serving police officer. Yeah, maybe don't mention that to the Singaporean police because just that's just enough for them to go. Great. But I'm going. No way. And he's going, yes, yeah, absolutely. I'm going, where are all my persons? And I'm like, they found nothing on me. And I'm thinking, if someone's dropped cocaine on my bag in Australia, can be explained. Yeah. If they dropped it in London, can be explained. They shoot people in Singapore for drug offences, right? Yeah. So I get put in a cell. I mean, I look back on it now and it's pissy pants funny because of how I was feeling. Like I had images. You ever watched the show Banged Up Abroad? Right, there's a show. There's a show on uh, Foxtel called Banged Up Abroad. And it's about like, Americans and English people and Australians talking about their time in foreign prisons. Nice. And I just had images. I'm a bald ginger ranger guy. The images of like me being like a Singaporean prison, big beard down here, fucking mm. long hair, fucking completely an absolute tank. Thinking they'll just forget about me. And um, I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be. This is gonna be. You know, throw me in a cell. 
And he goes, I'm getting more information. I'll come back and speak to you because I didn't speak great English. Mm. Cool, not a problem. Fucking whatever. I end up getting... Uh, he comes back a few hours later and goes, yeah, you, it's been found in your footwear. I'm like, what do you what? mean in my footwear? So like on my, on my shoes, it's been found. He goes, can you explain to me where you were the night before? I was in the Avery in, in the city. Nice. So what happened was, and I remember it vividly, the, the, the tiles were mosaic and had come off the wall. And it was all the grout that had come off the wall with the tiles. So I'd kicked all the tiles out of the way while drunk. Mm. What I'd actually kicked wasn't grout, it was cocaine. Awesome. So the dog was sniffing. So like, bearing in mind, this took seven or eight hours before like, that was actually established. So I'm coming out. And I, remember, I, I remember it. And I remember looking at the little fucking crevice in the door, the little glass window. And the guy's walking past, and there's just a poster on the wall in the custody suite in the airport that says, penalty for drugs in Singapore is death. And he kept walking past with his rifle and tapping it and smiling at me. Mm. I was just like, fuck, man. What's going on? They kept referring to me as a foreigner. And straight away, I'm thinking of like Andrew Chan, like a Maru Sukumaran who got like done in Bali. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, man, this is going to be, they're going to throw me away for years. Right. Gets to like lunchtime, and uh, he goes, if no one's here in the next half an hour, we're going to transport you to a prison and you'll face court tomorrow. I'm going, fucking what? I'm due at work in two days yeah. like, to serve the streets of London. And it was 10 minutes before I was due. I'm in tears, man. I'm going, fuck, this isn't that serious. Still hoping someone's going to open the door and go, ha ha! Yeah. Right, and uh, nothing. Anyway, come in with all my clothes, just close to one o'clock, and it's like, yeah, man, uh, sorry for any inconveniences. Cool. I'm like, well, fucking what? He goes, yeah, it was a microscopic amount of cocaine that's found in your footwear. You can, you've obviously stepped on it or kicked it or something. And I'm going, because that's what the dog detected. Right. The, dog, the dog knows no fucking different. Yeah, like, the like, dog doesn't know the difference they've between treat, they've, treated me, they've treated me as if, like you said, I pulled my fucking cock out and fucked the dog in front of everyone. Well, this is probably why they were upset with you. You know, yeah. you're in an Asian country. Yeah. You pull your cock out. It's bigger than theirs. It's bigger like, than theirs. <laughs> yeah. And I got home and I remember... And the funny part of it was, he's like, do you want us to call anyone? I said, well, I'm going to need to contact someone in the UK to or book me a flight. He goes, no, no, the plane waited. Now, bearing in mind, the plane was meant to leave at 7.25 a.m. It's now like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Nice. And he goes, yeah, the plane waited on the tarmac. So the plane had let, like the plane was leaving. It had got halted on the tarmac. The people on the aircraft weren't allowed back into Changi Airport because they didn't know what was happening with me. Mm. So what I found out later on was, under Singaporean law, you, you cannot, if you're non-national, they have to charge you before an aircraft can leave the ground. I should have done the story time bit for this. <laughs> story time. What's a pot of time in <laughs> What's a pot of time in Singapore? And, and, um, and I, I was like, so I, I get like ushered out police guard to this aircraft. Yeah. Get on. Mind Fuck. you, I mean, this is a fucking great story and like, I can't, it, it, it's funny how overkill they went yeah. for that. Yeah. I mean, I suppose to a certain extent they have to. Oh, 100%, man. But, but you, see, you could say the same thing about the Bali 9 crew, man. They were drug dealers and whatever, right? But you've got to question the company that will shoot their drug dealers but not shoot their pedophiles. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? The, what? You in know. Indonesia and Singapore? In, in, no, no, no. Indone- Indonesia, in Indonesia, like when they shot their, the, the, the two Bali 9 fucking ringleaders, mm. right? And you're going, okay, the drug dealers have spent fucking 10 years inside, then you shoot them, right? Cool, not a problem, right? I have no problem with that. Well, I, I, let me rephrase that. 
capital punishment I do have quite a big problem with because I, I don't I, I don't believe you can reform a sex offender. That's gonna that's gonna be very controversial because there'll be some people that believe you will. Alright? I believe if you go out and in these countries and you commit a sex crime, yeah, you get thirty years in prison or something, right? But you don't get the death penalty. But yet a drug dealer does. I don't agree with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're gonna give a drug dealer the death penalty, you should give a paedophile the death penalty. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But they won't but that won't but it will never happen. And that's why when everyone's going, oh, what's your opinion on um, Andrew Chan and Myru Sukumara? And I was like, they should, they should both be living still. Yeah. Like, they've done their time. Get them back to Australia and it's fine. No, they killed them. But yet, you be, they're sharing cells with child abusers and things like that. And you're just like, fuck, man. It's, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a pretty yeah, dark state of affairs when... That kind of shit fucking happens. Exactly, but it's double. But also as well, it's double standards because, like, you, you know, I was I got on the plane that day, and I don't fuck knows what the plane plane was full of Americans. Horror story. Horror story. Yeah. And I got on the plane, and um, the <laughs> and the and, and the plane was full of Americans, and I remember fourteen hours from Singapore to Heathrow, and I'm mm. sitting there going, I'm not fucking moving. I'm not engaging anyone in eye contact. I've just delayed this plane nearly eight hours. There's no fucking way I'm talking to anyone. There's like this American Comic Con big fat fucking cheeseburger eating dude next to me. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, when I say fat, I mean documentary fat. This guy was eating himself. This guy needed a bra for his back. This, this guy fucking needed manic surgery before. You know, he was going to die by the time he was fucking 40. Oh, and um, I'm sitting next to him and he's sweating and. And he's going to me, so what drugs did you have, man? I'm like, no drugs. Damn, I was going to ask you to share. And like, what I didn't know. I mean, I would have asked that too. Oh, for sure, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think, but the, the weird thing was, I got back to London and my brother had actually been sent, my brother who was meeting me had actually been sent home by the airport. Yeah. It, so he's thinking something mad has happened. He's landed and gone, oh man, is everything all right with your aircraft? I'm going, dude, let's get in the car and let me tell you what happened. Mm. You know, to this day, he doesn't believe me. That's showing paperwork to prove it had happened. And um, we walked past the American Airlines fucking desk. What I didn't realise was London's a transiting point for Americans going to the US mainland. Nice. And uh, I'm going, great, yeah, fantastic, fuck. I didn't know, and I, I delayed everybody. And it was like, I delayed an entire aircraft of people that were misconnected. Well, aren't you important, Jack? Oh, yeah, literally. Don't people, you feel pressure? People go, people go, people go uh, What's the worst thing you've done? I go, I don't know. Held up a fucking aircraft. Mm. Like, held up half of Europe. Like, mm. you know, just main little stuff, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise isn't even that famous. No. You know? I, I knew he has probably has a private jet. I, so. I didn't do it intentionally either. Like, it was just, it was, yeah, it was fucked. And uh, I, yeah, you, you laugh about these things now, but at the time I'm going, fuck, they're going to shoot me. They're going to kill me. This is yeah. It. It's game on. Mm. You know what I mean? But, made a joke about it like my mum I rang my mum when I got to Heathrow I was telling her about it and she didn't believe me and again I said a bit about it on stage going you know when you've got your mum and your mum's a proper dickhead like and, and she does proper dickhead things like when you get arrested by a country where capital punishment happens she doesn't believe you yeah and um, and it was yeah it, they wouldn't allow me it was, I mean they had a press conference as well this was it was surreal it was like this there was, yeah. like, there was like microphones on a thing and I'm like my head's being held up by the fucking police and there's cameras. I know I know there'll be a YouTube clip somewhere in foreign of just me in like prison oranges fucking yeah. just distorted cameras in my face. Yeah. Eyes squinting and everyone's yeah. thinking to themselves, yeah. it's like this Yeah, that's this cross, that, I could believe that guy yeah, had a coat better in Singapore. This fucking guilty, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like um but yeah, I, I just yeah man, it's it's just fucking it's just funny shit. Yeah. You think about all the things bad shit that's happened in your life and go, How can I make it funny? 
you know, and, and my dad being, being the influence for me to do comedy, he had something similar years earlier. He, he'd been Irish. He'd gone back to Ireland to see my nan and granddad. And it was me and him again. We're in the aircraft. We're in the airport. And I remember walking around like London Stansted Airport. There's police with guns everywhere. Because mm. in England, police don't carry guns like they do here. Mm. And you're walking around, you go, oh, this is amazing. And then when we're getting on the plane, he gets ushered to one side, uh, taken into a room, a box room. It was like something out of fucking the blacklist on, on Netflix, right? You're sitting there, there's just a plain white room, a chair in the middle, and a table. And a lady walks in and says to my dad, uh, um, who are you going to Ireland to see? And he's like, mum and dad. And they are. And he goes, mum and dad. <laughs> and he's like, you fancy yourself as a bit of a comedian, do you? And then a police officer comes behind and prods my dad with a gun. This is in London, man. Uh, yeah. And um, she disappears. Well, we give, like, I end up giving my nan's details to the, the, the lady from immigration. And I suddenly realised, because we're going over to surprise my nan, so I suddenly think, shit, is my nan going to ring my nan up and go, are you expecting your grandson and your son? And my nan says, no. I'm going, oh shit, this is going to be fucking really bad. She comes back in, lets us go anyway. It was all fucking misunderstanding. But he got a letter a few weeks later saying he looked like someone in the IRA. Oh, fantastic. So, so he looked like a yeah. fucking Irish fucking Republican terrorist. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, just yeah. like, fuck, man. Yeah. But you look back on it and it was just it was just the, the unwillingness. Like He didn't think anything was going to happen. He was so calm about it as well. The, the, the thing about that I find funny though... I mean, talk about... I've got to segue back because there's a few subjects I need to cover. Yeah, yeah, but sure, on yeah. that subject, when you say you look like an IRA terrorist, mm. that circle of aesthetic yeah. overlaps with a lot of other things. Oh, yeah. IRA guys, from what I've seen in documentaries mm. and things, usually some of them have beards, mm. some of them have long hair. Mm. Hippies. Yeah. It's like, okay, so they're hippies. Yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> okay, so that, and that's just one group. Who yeah. else has beards and long hair? Yeah, the Taliban. The Taliban. <laughs> yeah. Taliban. Yeah. Okay, bikies back in the day. So it's like, what? Because I have a beard and long hair. Yeah. I could look like anyone. And, oh, it, and yeah. the other thing too is it's like, you're, you're a white man with a ginger beard, mm. you know? Okay. I don't know how many white Islamic fundamentalists there are, yeah. but most of the ones I see have ginger beards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, IRA, like, yeah. surely you'd land on... Yeah, you'd land on something. I mean, yeah, you're white. You're right, they have ginger beards. I feel like they're just misunderstood individuals. Oh, let me rephrase that. No terrorist is a misunderstood individual. No, they make it very clear what they're about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, make yeah, it very yeah. clear what they're about, but you look at... You, Usually you, they, they kill themselves and someone they else They kill themselves it. and someone else. They've got a ginger beard. I mean, it's it, to me, it looks like just they've gone through decades of like bullying, cyberbullying, school bullying, before it's got to a point where you've gone, oh, there's an organisation that actually uh, believes in me, and it turns out to be the fucking Taliban or ISIS or something. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of relate to that about the hate group thing. I won't go into that because yeah. I've talked about that in two episodes before and it's boring now. I need to find something. I need to do some other obscene shit yeah. in between now and then, but <laughs> I'll, uh, just for another conversation. Yeah. Something I wanted to circle back to though was like autism. I said earlier how like I'm way mm. too comfortable with the retarded word. Mm. Speaking of which, story time. <laughs> I'm way too comfortable with the word retarded. And yeah. I know it's not PC. Normally, I refer to myself as retarded. Mm. People say, Alex, you shouldn't use the word retarded. And it's like, why? I usually yeah. am calling myself retarded. So you're referring retarded. to it in... in, in, in uh, you know, in I never... Person. Exactly. I never call a retarded person retarded. No. But I had this uh, dinner with... It was for a friend's birthday. And I went... I hope... He probably will listen to this. I hope his girlfriend doesn't because she was there. But basically, <laughs> it was... 
my best friend's birthday dinner and his girlfriend's family was there. Um, and they're all pretty close and they mm. get along very well. Yeah. And my friend's girlfriend's brother is mentally handicapped. Mm. I'll use the nice term. On the spectrum. Yes. Again, I'd never bully... Automatically. I'd never bully a retarded person. No. That's a piece of shit I won't... Level, no, you won't stoop to that. I won't stoop. I'd stoop to that level, yeah. 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 But I did... Like, I was telling a story about something I was doing and I used the word retarded in the context of calling myself that. And I didn't yeah. realise it at the time. But I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have used the word retarded. <laughs> but I kind of got away with it. No one yeah. said anything. I did... like. I, I kind of get Vietnam flashbacks to the evening and I saw everyone's eyes go <laughs> Again, though... Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel like, no, I got away with that because, again, yeah. I bought that kid movie tickets. Yeah. So, it's like, I bought that ticket... Everything's I, forgotten. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I bought him, his sister, and my friend all tickets yeah. to go see the new Jackass movie and yeah. it's like, no, I've treated him nice. It's like, I'm off yeah. the hook. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him what I like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I didn't say, you know, when they said to me, oh, can we bring Kristen to the movies? I didn't say, no, I don't want to hang out with a retired <laughs> person. I said to him, I said to him, yeah, sure, I'll you get him another ticket. Extraordinary level, yeah. Exactly. Like, and then they were like, oh, can we give you any money for it? I was like, don't fucking sweat it. Yeah. It's all good. So yeah. my my uh, name is cleared in that regard. But it, it did feel quite awkward in hindsight. And then the other thing I wanted to circle back to, which was when we were talking about like comedians yeah. who hate other comedians. Yeah. I don't want to mention names. No. And most comedians are amazing. Of course. But I remember there was a comedian, my first gong show, where I did quite well, who made me made me feel uncomfortable, but they said they were offended at a joke, mm. which I kind of feel like, you're a comedian? Yeah, you've got, you've got to be... You've you're got the be, last person who you've should got to be, be offended. Broad, you've got to be broad. And I think, mm. I think sometimes, you know, like... I used to get, I'll be honest, I used to get, not offended, but I, there was a comedian that used to direct certain things. Like, I was, it was the windmill. And the windmill was, you know the windmill's. Like, I haven't done the windmill yet. It, I'm doing it on the 12th. It's intimate as fuck, right? So, yeah. like, you go in and it's like, and I felt like as a comedian, this comedian aimed something at me, which was fine because I was on before that comedian was. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was cool, but there was other people in the audience that didn't find it cool. I was like, ah, it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But you're right about what you, you know what you were saying about the um, about you know using the term retard and, and whatever. Well, not right, but you know what I mean. Like, let me rephrase. No, it. I'll like, take the term right. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, Alex, you're dead right when it comes to that. Like, I, I, I make a habit. Like, I've got a lot of gay friends, and I make a habit. Like, they'll, they'll be talking to me about something. And I go, oh, that's pretty gay. Yeah, 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 and you're like, and you're like, shit, and you only realise afterwards. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have it, and I, I do it quite often. Like, and I remember saying a long time, like, "Fuck, man, it's gay as AIDS." Yeah, there's classic, classic quote. Just look at me, and fucking really, and yeah. I was just like, "Shit, dude, I'm so sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I'm, I'm gay. I haven't got AIDS or anything, but man, fucking think about what you say. think about your surroundings." Yeah, man. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, cool." We were housemates at the time, so it kind of made it a bit more awkward. But yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I, I kind of have a gay friend who like. He's very good about it. gets my sense of humor, so I kind of get away with jokes around him yeah. that I could not make around anyone else, mm. around any other gay person. Yeah. Like, I remember this one time, and he tells me all this shit. Yeah. And he was, he came to me this one time and he was telling me about this guy he was fancying. He was like, oh man, I really don't know how to feel about this guy and things like that. And I would say this to a straight person whinging about someone they had a crush on. Like a chick, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it's like they're obsessing over them. That's why yeah. it's not that he was obsessing over a dude yeah. that I was having a go at. 
But like he was droning on for a bit and he was like, I don't know what I should do. And I was like, well, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. And I was just eventually put the foot down and I was like, Corey, don't be so fucking gay. (laughs) And he laughed at that. And the thing is, in in the same context, I would have used that on a straight person. On a straight person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need to be none the wiser. It's only afterwards you go, fuck, I shouldn't have actually said that shit. You well, know, no, like, I never think that about anything no. that comes out of my mind. Um, well, you know, I, I'm the kind of person I'll say something and I'll be laying in bed four days later going, Remember that comment you made to such and such oh, on yeah. that particular day? Fuck, my brain goes, probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do <laughs> that. That's probably really... Then I'll go on Facebook and have a look and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, they've unfriended me. Fuck. Okay. I know. I, I do that a lot, like obsessing over things that have happened in the past to like a psychotic extent. Mm. And sometimes it's not even things I said. Something. Sometimes it's someone someone else said yeah. and it's not even that it was necessarily offensive you just but yeah. it's like what did I mean by that or they even just sometimes someone looks at me funny I'm like did, did I do something yeah. to offend them I don't want to offend that person yeah, you start trying to track it back in your mind and it yeah. like, it's like I say I've seen difficult. shit all the time like yeah. what what could I have said really I could have said anything with an ADHD brain, you're like, it's difficult because like I do it all the time, constantly. Like people will be watching this fucking listening to this um watching this. Yeah. Uh, listening to this podcast going, fuck, two ADHD guys, what a fucking meeting of minds. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the level of fucking the the, the subject, the, just the subject row alone. It's just yeah, yeah. Fucking... <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Oh man. Yeah. But you're right though, man. Like it, it is. You you say something and you don't realise and Man, I've I've said things as a police officer, not realizing what I'm saying. I mean, I went to detective level, so like I was I was quite high up, and I used to walk around, and I wasn't your shirt and tie fucking wearing detective. I was your hoodie fucking hat and whatever. Playing clothes. Yeah, man, and and like you'd walk around and you'd go, cool, you know, fucking, and I'd say things like I've said things like fuck, it's pretty gay, mm. like you know. And- you didn't listen to that last podcast where we were talking about. Illicit substances were. Oh yeah, the substances, <laughs> like, any cops are listening, or I think yeah. John was went. Any cops are listening? No, no. I, do you know what? It, it's it's weird. Like, I I live now. I won't name him because this is probably going to incriminate the guy. But I live now with my housemate I've known for twenty three years. Yeah, we were from very different areas of London. Like, well, the same estate, but he went down a different avenue, and I went down the Law Abiding Avenue, and he didn't. Not. But now we've come together as mates. Realised, hey, it's it's what shapes you as a as a person yeah and um and we we were like he was i mean he sold members of my family weed you know his brother was one of the biggest drug dealers in the south of england probably still is where you know the kind of drug dealer where going to jail was just a fucking occupational hazard yeah do you know that kind of guy and um and i live with him now and he's he's like he's in like amazing a, he's in like a a, a blue collar job like a real <laughs> fucking night and i look going Shit, if I could look at you ten years ago, man, fucking, it's crazy. But people change, man. It's mm. just, it's just, it's, it's a fact of life. And and the one thing I, I feel, I do feel, yeah, one thing I do feel pretty gutted about was that I, I never actually had uh, an opportunity to recreationally try drugs or anything. You know, like, well, mate, you've come to the right, place. <laughs> <laughs> mate. Uh, this is this is the kind of friend I am yeah. because. I had bad experiences. I won't name names. Yeah. But basically, I gave someone who is... They're a new acquaintance, but like I'm very friendly with them and I have a lot of respect for them. Yeah. And like, I want to become good friends with mm-hmm. them. I gave them a substance. Right. And the substance was quite a powerful substance. Right. And they, I told them this. I was like, <laughs> dude, 
do half of it, yeah. wait, do another half, yeah. be with someone, be in a safe place yeah. when you do it. And they're like, yeah, 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 go on. I'm like, you, you, you fucking will do it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, of course I will. He didn't. Yeah. He freaked out. He had to go to the hospital again. I won't name names. But <laughs> after that, I am like, because I've had two bad experiences with mm. giving someone drugs mm. I shouldn't have. <laughs> and like, I gave... It's fairly illegal, that activity. But <laughs> I just sold it to them. I gave them gave yeah. it to them as like... I gave it to them as a gift. As a gift. Precisely. You know, one of them, I thought yeah. they were going to suck my dick, which they didn't. So, but like, the, the second one was just as a friend. And... Funny enough about that story. Another story, Tom. Quite relaxing. I know it's good. Yeah. It sets the mood, especially for this story. When you were saying <laughs> earlier about uh, about like making fun of that woman, where it's uh, that story where you said, um, "Oh, the kid's not mine." Oh yeah, yeah it reminded yeah, yeah. me of another yeah. story. Yeah, kind of connected when my sister Georgia, who's getting married this weekend, she is when she called me to tell me that she was engaged. I was at a Bucks party weekend. And this wasn't the start of the Bucks party. This was well and truly into it. You were fairly gone by the I was (laughs) on so many extracurricular substances. Yeah. I had so much alcohol in my system. Yeah. Honestly, if I did a drug test, I would have blown up the lab. (laughs) Like, I... Like, I would have put them out of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, permanently. And... I remember, like, here's the way my mind works. Yeah. I'm, like, always quick to a joke, or I try to be. Like, you know, she was, oh, I'm engaged. James proposed. I was, oh, you know, wigging out. I was, like, oh, <laughs> that's wonderful. That's, that's amazing. Is is he there? And they're, like, oh, yeah, oh can I talk to him? I was, like, James. I was, like, so, James, I hear you propose. He was, like, yeah, yeah. Like, so, she said yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm wigging out. And that same weekend, like, I was on a mind-altering substance. And one of these ladies of the evening uh, said, it's like, oh, can I have some? And I gave it to her. Yeah. And she did one. And I did a lot more than that. Yeah. And she was freaking out because she thought I would freak out. Yeah. And all of my friends are around her saying, no, it's Alex. He's done this before. He knows what he's, he's an doing. expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's not this. new to this. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't worry about it. And she's freaking out because she thinks I'm going to freak out because I've done <laughs> substantially more than her. And uh, she's like, yeah, she, she's completely wigging it. And like, everyone's like, and, and I'm thinking like, she's losing it. And I, and I was like, I paid good fucking money for this stripper. I paid fucking, I organized this shit. If she doesn't get her shit she's together. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, was like, eventually they got their shit together and the rest of the weekend was a hit. But after that, I learned never give drugs to pretty girls. Because pretty girls can't handle drugs. No, for sure, man. No, no, no. Usually they're too petite and too fine. And it's mm. like, darling, if you're going to do drugs, be at home in the onesie and lay down. Because that's the only just, just state stay you can't out of, Stay out of exactly. the way. I mean, you say that, right? I, I, in fairness... Most of the drugs I partake in, most men can't handle. No. And it's not saying me, oh, look at me, I'm this no, super no, no, elite no, no, person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's kind of like... I mean, the onesie alone is like the inside It's of an like image, head. right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, but like, this is traditional garb where I come from. Right? You know? Um, yeah, I'm a Ceremon- sh- ceremonial wear. Yeah, exactly. I'm a shaman amongst my people. Um, but like, the, the whole uh, thing of it is like, I kind of have an understanding of the type of substances I partake in, mm. which is where, like, 
I know when and where I need to do it, hmm. especially since I've made a mistake on where to, on where yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And once you've made a mistake, some people go make a mistake on this stuff it. and they go, I'm never, ever doing that again. Yeah. My substance, my mistake made me go, I'm not going to do that again that way. Yeah. I'll do it again in this in, way. In safety, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like I've, I've gotten better at, you know, picking my time and place. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. um the fucking this stripper was just wigging out. Wigging out. And I wish I gave her a bad review, but I didn't want to make her feel bad. So <laughs> No, she 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 all up did a good job. Um but the other stripper carried the game there. Um, <laughs> the one that wasn't under the influence. <laughs> yeah, I know. And no. uh, but yeah, that they, they were both very good about it. And uh, who else? What else? What else? Who else? The strippers were good, and and the other there was something else. Oh yeah, we needed to plug something. I'm plugging my friends' um, shit, and yes. then we are going into the segment of the week that everyone tunes in for. Because <laughs> every because man, it's like you know. We're white men, okay? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. People want to hear what we have to say. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love being a smart ass like that. But guys, um, um, this is not a paid ad, uh, but this is an advertisement for a friend. Now, this is a advert for um, Serendipity Lane. You can look them up on Instagram, Serendipity Lane. They, it is run by my friend Hannah. She does charcuterie boards for all occasions. Um, specifically for, um, but very much so for like romantic evenings and picnics. And, you know, I once believed in love um, and you can find it too. Um, for me, that ship has sailed, but I hope others of you find it. So go check it out, uh, Serendipity Lane and Co. Follow them on Instagram. Uh, they do uh, charcuterie boards, perfect for any occasion. You can go in, you can add dietary requirements, you can add... Um, anything you want to it really and yeah it's basically it, it's basically like a nice hamper for an evening nice. so rather than go to the shops and waste your time mm. when you could be doing something more productive like you know snorting coke or something <laughs> um, get someone to do it for you yeah. and you know it, it, it's a great little business and you'll be supporting a young entrepreneur too mm. so yeah go give them a shout you, out your, um, your ship has sailed Oh yeah, my, I'm mine's, not finding love mine's, anymore. Mine's, I'm mine's not... fucking sunk, dude. Like, yeah. Any la- any ladies listening? Yeah. Two young white men here. I, <laughs> I hope I'm not right now because really, for now, I'm still quite a horny person. But <laughs> um, eventually, I hope to morph into something that has no horniness at all. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't want to be horny because it does nothing but get me in trouble. I'm in my mid thirties, and, and uh, it, yeah, I, I agree with you totally. It's uh, the dating. I mean, admin in uh, a singles page on Facebook. Like you sort of read, like you go. It's a real mid thirties. Fuck, man! I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like you go on dates with these people, and you go, "Fuck!" I can see why half of them are single. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, man. It's fucking man. scary. I, I just. I, and I, I'm so glad. I look at myself and go, I'm so glad I'm a single man. Look, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, mate. I tell you, I'm in, as I said, I'm in my mid thirties, man. The horniness doesn't go. I haven't yeah. gone yet, so no. But the other thing too is, I'm. I mean, again, being kind of retarded, <laughs> I uh, don't. I'm really bad at flirting. Yeah, I'm not unsuccessful at it totally, but I'm mostly really bad at it, and. 
I am really bad at reading when someone's flirting with me. Like mm. I, I, I have yeah, no radar for same, that. Same, same, same. And, um, and then like yeah. when I'm friendly with a girl, just thinking I'm being friendly, yeah. I it's will say shit that will make yeah. she or her think I'm being flirty. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm just being retarded and inappropriate. I'm just an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say, say just, shit that comes into uh, my mind. I tell people, I, you know, I, you know, you're showing an interest in me. I'm like, man, I'm just socially inept. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell whether you were trying to fuck me or trying to just fucking... Be friendly. Be friendly. I yeah. Think, you know, and so, like, a lot of people... I, I, I was talking to this one um, uh, girlfriend of mine recently and... Uh, she was like, you've got to find yourself a girlfriend soon. And I was like, it's probably not going to happen. No. Because she was like, it's like, oh, I really, it's like, you're such a good friend of mine and it'd be really cool to have like, you know, because I'm also good friends with her and her boyfriend. I get along with both of them really, really well. She was like, it'd be really great to... Double date. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. Double date. And I was like, nah. listen, <laughs> it's never happening. Again, nah. you won't like anyone I bring yeah. because most of the people I am sexually attracted to um, hate me. Uh, so if they do go on a date with me, yeah, people I hate fuck from time to time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I date no one. I would take home to my mother, and it's not because they're bad people. It's just because I would not want to subject them to my mother's inquisition. Oh man, a hundred percent. Mothers are the harshest critics in the world. Oh, in fairness, they want the best for their children. Yeah. Um, but they are the harshest critics. We had time. like I was married some years ago, believe it or not. Fucking someone married me. I don't believe it. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> Trust me. I didn't believe it either. Yeah. Uh, but I'm here for a reason. No, um, <laughs> no, no, no. But my grand, like when my my wife had an affair, right? To, to I won't go into detail, but it was fucked, right? I caught her in bed with someone. And uh, I, my faith in female went probably then. Yeah. But anyway, on a brighter note, I took my, my, my gran, you know, God rest her soul, now she passed away, but she used to say to me all the time, she'd go, you know, you should be out, you should be the breadwinner. What did you do to mm. cause her to do it? Fucking what? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What did you do to cause her to do it? It was like a 1950s type lifestyle. Or she should be at home doing all this stuff. My wife wasn't even doing that. Like she just sat at home and lounge around. Again, look. You know, again, like, some people need to, and this isn't more than just relationships. No, it's this is in all in areas general, of man. life. Yeah, yeah. But like, I do think it's very important for people to be self-critical, analyze mm. what they do in things like that. Mm. But again, I feel like you should do that with the acknowledgement that sometimes people are just pieces of shit. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's and like you know, you have to kind of take that on the chin, and I did. But I went expecting the support from my family and my nan that still, as I said, lives in the 1970s was just like, no, no, it's all your fault. Yeah. You're the male, you, something you've done. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. fuck, man. No. You know, I know, I know she's set in her ways, but yeah, fucking come at the times. No. Um, again, as a grandmother, that was a real like... <laughs> <laughs> that was a really bad bit, but I really just wanted to fuck with the soundboard. Uh, I did not do that for... We've not done anything really soundboard this yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I just want to play with it so much. You know? I like Honestly, I like having this in your house mm. because... I'm trying to jerk off less as I get older and watch less porn. I feel like it's... Well, how old are you? 24. Well, I've got news for you, buddy. Don't go any time. Yeah, Sorry. I know. <laughs> as a single man, 10 years older than you. But what, you know? what I've done as like as a way of distracting me, I just play with this and it's like, you know, you get like the... I won't do the intro music because it's too loud and it's not very good music, but you get the laugh. <laughs> really stupid. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like someone explaining my sex life and then that's been played at the end it's like yeah
<laughs> Punchline to that. Yeah. Um, then you got the horror thing. I like that. And then you got just the fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna play that when someone says something really dark, dark and unfunny. And yeah, right. That was uh, uh, on that note. That yeah, took, that took a segue. Um, and then dream. We yeah. had a. I had. A, I did a bit. I got Aaron Smythe. I don't know if you know Aaron Smythe, the comedian. Um, I got Aaron to film it at the back of my phone. I'll never forget it. And uh, I said about my ex-partner cheating on me. And uh, I said, you know, she's going to hell. I said, but she's such a slut that when she goes to hell, she'll probably be sucking Satan's cock within a week. Oh, no. I have never... That that sounded inappropriate because I just watched every single plate go up in unison. No. (laughs) It's just like... I love it when that happens. Fucking brilliant, man. (laughs) I was just like... I was like... Secretly, I was fucking impressed yeah. it was about 30 plates went up at once I know, it's fantastic <laughs> yes. almost better than parts yes. of the gong I had yeah. a similar thing my first yeah. gong show and it's like this isn't to big myself up but yeah. this was such an amazing night and I remember it with such fondness because I went down and I was doing quite well I did a bit of crowd work again it was my first night so it was a bit rough mm. I hardly expect can be expected to be mm. Dave Chappelle first go you know? no of course but yeah. like I, I really was enjoying it and I was doing fairly well for a first timer um and then I got into this bit about roommates. And I wanted to do the whole joke. Yeah. But I, I won the crowd back yeah. at the end of it. By yeah. the end of the joke, I had won the crowd back. Yeah. But the opening to the joke was, have we got any roommates in the house? Hey, you got a few cheers. And then I was like, yeah, when it comes to roommates, women are stupid. That sentence, <laughs> women are stupid. As soon as I said that, just the fucking speed <laughs> at which the place went up. Like, just... And... Uh, <laughs> I got through the joke and I won them back, but like, yeah, ju- just just the velocity those plates yeah. went up was incredible, and I was like, man, I can't it gets a it. reaction. I mean, I remember watching a Ricky Chavez gig, and uh, and he just comes on stage and he goes, "Women," yeah. <laughs> everyone just went fucking uh, like, and it was just it was so funny. Yeah, but you're right. Like, I I love I love you know like the only thing that would be second to that kind of reaction is winning the gong show. Yeah, <laughs> Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, I'm just like, man, this is fucking brilliant. And like, I'm literally winning, not even getting past not, the gong. Not, literally yeah, yeah, winning. Yeah, that winning, is winning. the only thing that can top 100%, that. 100%. When you get the slow plates, that's yeah. demeaning. When yeah. you do a punchline which gets all the plates to rise, <laughs> you're like, fuck yeah. You watch the likes of uh, like Josh Durkin and stuff, and I fucking love Josh's comedy. Mm. And I, I when it, when he's on when he's on the gong and I'm there, I look forward to hearing it. Oh man! And like he goes on and you just he grabs the mic. Just holds the mic. Yeah, I'm just, trying to get him on here. Oh, uh, you've got to, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got really got. And like, you'll talk, and he'll he'll, he'll and he just looks, and he'll say a, he'll say a joke, and he can do a very like Gary Delaney type comedy where he can just come out with one line, and I can't do that. Yeah, I wish yeah. I could. It'd be a great way to be, you know, bring the comedy in. But he he goes on and he'll say something and get such a stark reaction, and he'll just grin at the crowd, yeah. and lean back and forth, and go. Right, some more, and then he'll start going on about like, and it's just random. Yeah, not I wouldn't even call them dad jokes. Very dark dad joke setup type jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, man, so fucking funny. And I'm like, uh, yeah, he, I really like him. And but like one thing I've learned from him and John Wing, looking at those yeah. guys, I remember the first time I got going it off. I think it was my second or third show. Yeah. And again, it was the second or third show. So yeah, I don't yeah. know why I was upset. Mm. Um, she like. 
Karen, who I really like, I really like her comedy. I think she's really, really funny. She was saying, yeah, I've been doing comedy since December. I've never passed a gong show. She literally passed the gong show the other night. I was Karen. Karen. Never mind that. Um, anyway, some bitch, you know. Um, <laughs> no, but she's really, really funny. She's yeah. an amazing, she's amazing funny comic. Bitch. Yeah, she's she, funny yeah, yeah, she's really good. But she had never passed the gong show, which surprised me because I found her quite funny. This night I did the gong show with her. She not only passed, she came second, which was like, okay, not only the first time you passed the gong yeah. show, but you came second. Yeah. So like, it really shows that it takes time to improve. It does. So, like, that second or third performance I did where I got conned off, I was so beaten by it. I was so downcast by it. But I was like, no, I'm still going to come back and do it. Yeah. I got gonged off the next show, gong show I did yeah. as well. Yeah. But I was less upset by it. Have you, but, ever done, have you ever done a show where you've just run out of material and just gone blank? Yeah. Oh, man. I had, I had like, a, I had, I had back surgery probably four days before. I remember standing in agony. Mm. I just ran out of things to say. There were just gongs coming up, going down, going up, all around. It's kind of why I like open mics yeah. a little bit because a gong show is a bit of a challenge. But an open mic, you can wrap up whenever you, you feel can wrap like up it. Whenever you know. And like I was doing a show at the Camelot, and I felt like shit at this Camelot. I was coming down off like a seasonal head cold, and yeah. just felt generally well, fucking... just coming down generally. I was like, off of what, man? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is not that kind of more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done any. Actually, I haven't done anything in quite a while. Um, Thinking about breaking that cycle. Mm. But um, I was feeling like shit. I had a horrible, horrible head cold. Yeah. Had a headache. I hadn't gotten COVID. I'd cleared COVID. But I, I was like, man, unless I lose my voice box, I'm going on the stage tonight. Yeah. I yeah, don't sure. care. Yeah. And I took a shitload of painkillers mm. and uh, head and cold tablets just to like, make me okay. Mm. And uh, I went on stage and I did really, really well. But it was only a short set. It was probably the shortest set of the night. Yeah. And that's what's like... I mean, you don't want to be on stage too long, I feel like. No. You know, you don't want to extend your time out there, which is why it's so funny about the comedy show, the comedy lounge, because, yeah, the comedy lounge, I feel like, or the gong show specifically, you want to, like, obviously make people laugh. But three minutes doesn't sound like a long time. But fuck, it goes quick. Yeah. Yeah. when, When you're doing well, you can run it out. The problem is, like, the windmill... Probably the Billabong, probably the Bayswater as well. I've not done Camelot yet, but when you go on stage, I've always learned, and it was Ant, I don't know, do you know Ant Mexis, the teacher? Yes. All right, Ant said something to me, and it stuck with me, very similarly to what Joe said. He said, when you have a three-minute set, and it's open mic, so not gong, try and finish before the three-minute set's up, because it looks like you've planned it well. So like, you, you do your three minutes, you get slight, I don't know, two minutes 30 and in your last 30 seconds you start wrapping it up guys I don't come on stage very often you know nice to see you guys thanks very much uh, you've come for an experience my name's Jay good night mm. and you go off stage and it makes it sound like it. not scripted but it makes it sound like you, you've just you've made cropped it right. perfect you, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. And, um, and I've learned even when I do five minute sets or you know like I did a ten minute set when I did open for Jason and uh, I got to like eight minutes and I was like cool right fantastic and I remember looking at my watch I had my watch on and I was like eight minutes fuck where's the eight minutes gone mm. but I'd incorporated some of my material into crowd work yes and it worked really really well and yeah. then I spent a minute promoting Jason and Jason come on and absolutely blew the crowd away mm. I was like man fuck that was awesome first time I'd ever supported anybody yeah and I was like man this, this is brilliant and I realised and then I realised talking to Kyle Legacy and stuff how important that type of uh, supportive comedy actually is you know so oh, of course it's it's incredibly important I feel like to I mean th- this is kind of why I wanted to do this podcast mm. it was like again 
podcast is a small project, but I want to grow it more. And I want to use it as a tool to promote mainly comedians. Yeah, it will be all yeah. Comedians will always be at the forefront of my yeah, mind. Of course, and I'm yeah. also going to promote other musicians other and things like that because I feel like why the fuck not I can promote it it's my podcast I'll do what I want you know if I want to you know get loads of strippers on if I want to get prostitutes on here so so, (laughs) tell us about your job you know what got you into this line of work apart from not having a father let's talk careers yeah 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 yeah, do you have daddy issues no (laughs) not that I'm demeaning any sex workers I think no but like I'm just making a joke I actually don't um like I kind of agree with this thing, sex work should be legal. And sex work is legal in well, most... Well, you know what? It is legal. You're right. I mean, we could go into a different, different, absolute different subject here completely. It is legal. Curb crawling is not legal. Not, not legal, yeah. Well, so, like, that's the point of it. People go, selling sex see, is that, legal. See, that I, I can see. That I can agree with, which is, like, you don't want to... That's how yeah, murders yeah. happen and things like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that leads into bigger crime. Actually, selling sex isn't illegal. It never has been. Yeah, people, people. It's a taboo, very yeah. much so. But it's not a, it's not a, a it's not a massive like. Man, I fucking, I've, I've based my life around taboos. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah, sure. I tried to break <laughs> as many of them as possible. Man, I, I've I, tried creating new ones. And <laughs> the taboo creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. like, again, I, I have nothing against taboos. I, I no. yeah. So I, I have nothing against sex work. I don't think it's anything anyone should be proud about. Though. No. Uh, so I don't think most jobs, you know, people say I'm a firefighter worker or anything like that. I truly think like, and there's nothing wrong with us think taking a certain element of pride in it. No, yeah. But yeah. bear in mind, the only people that really should be proud about their work, um, really are fucking people who make save dif- lives, make a difference, make a yeah. difference. I it's think like, like people go to me. You must have been proud doing what you were doing in in child exploitation, and I'm like. It, it, you know, just for the record, uh, it, not not promoting child exploitation, but actually, uh, you know, dealing with it. From yeah, uh, Jay, um, former employer was Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, <laughs> yeah. my, me and my buddy Epstein. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't commit suicide, by the way. No, he didn't. Um, if we're going to start talking conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people go to me, how did you do it? How did you do that job? And I'm like, well, someone had to do it. Yeah, it just happens to be that it was me, and, mm-hmm. and like I used to look, and you get to a point where you become so desensitized to not only child abuse and, and things like that. Like it was interesting. I can't remember which one of your previous guests said it. We we're talking about children's feet. I can't remember what was said. Oh was, yeah, I yeah, remember yeah, that because I, and someone went, oh, "It's not illegal to have pictures of children's feet." Fucking is if they're not your children. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we said it was illegal, yeah. but like we were just like. We, we our thesis was um, it's like it's fucking weird to have uh, pictures of children's feet, but it's not pornography. No, so it's like, not. No, one hundred percent. So yeah, like, yeah. but again, that's yeah. just comedians talking. Out I mean, weirdly, like the, the weirdly. This like, was the same episode we were talking about. Like David, it's like, dude, how do you still have spare foreskin when your dick that is just fucking ended me? Like the elasticated foreskin, like mm. I'm just fucking. Cro- and he goes, oh, I've licked it. I was just, I nearly crashed the car. This yeah. <laughs> I want to get David on back on this podcast so much. And he was talking about, um, he was talking, I feel like, because obviously there's three guys, I feel yeah. like just having him one on one would be a trick. Would be amazing. Well, well, I do like doing a group episode. So the like, first two episodes have been group episodes, but yeah. I am curious to do like more one on one episodes. Yeah, I feel yeah, like there's, sure. a, yeah. there's a certain element or an avenue that that can be really, really good in. Um, we do need to get into the last segment. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Anyway, my pick this, so 
to educate you and yeah. for all of our new listeners, I do this segment called Non-Pedophile of the Week. Um, I'm going to try and get a jingle for that, like, Non-pedophile of the week. Yeah, uh, perfect. Um, but uh, the whole point of this is we're trying to make it an entertainment. Okay, obviously, don't become a comedian without the desire—not the expectation, but the desire—to be the most successful comedian in the world. Um, probably won't happen. Yeah, but it would be it's nice to have a dream. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the whole point of this is we want to be entertainers. Yeah. At the high end of entertainers, I'm sure you subscribe to the same conspiracy theory that most professional entertainers. Are ped- pedophiles yeah. on the high end. Oh, yeah. Now, I have got it down to a ratio. 75% of the high end entertainers who were famous before 2005 uh, are pedophiles. Yeah, I agree with that. About yeah. 10% are straight normal people. Yeah. That 15% I'm not taking into account, closet homosexuals. Yeah. Who don't touch kids, but they're in the closet about they're something. Married and they're married. They're, 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 they're straight. Oh, no, sorry. They're closet homosexuals. So, like, they're, they're just weird things. I won't name names. I've done that way too many times already. Because I was trouble for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This bit will get... This gag will get me in trouble someday, but... Um, You're just preempted. So, I want to, you know, go through celebrities who are not pedophiles. Yeah, okay. Because, again, we need to narrow down the list. So far, we have done Carl Urban on the Underground episode, which yeah. very few people will get to see. Maybe I'll put it up on... Spot, um, Patreon and you can pay to see it um, we've done that we have done Tom Cruise yeah. again uh, we can discuss that yeah. later Ben Affleck who I, again I don't, also don't think is a pedophile those two guys very questionable things about them yeah but um, not pedophiles Ben Affleck I mean if you're tapping J-Lo man like you got you, you got no other he's interest. a piece of shit because he just continuously cheats on every woman he's exactly. with exactly Tom Cruise so much shade and so <coughs> much dodgy shit has come out about Tom Cruise yeah and generally when shady shit comes out about people mm. you can count on some of it being true but generally they go to no, the worst things straight away do you ever find though it's like what Kevin Bridges said uh, the comedian the Scottish guy and he was talking about like Seville and Rolf Harris and, and people like that and he goes you know, Savile, he goes, fuck, we knew he was a paedophile before we even knew what the word meant. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, it was just, yeah. But that's the thing. Too much shady shit has come out about Tom in regards to his two divorces. Yeah, yeah. For, then, for that sh- nasty shit to come out. I think he's, like, uh, probably uh, incredibly obsessive, pr- incredibly possessive, probably egotistical so. dude. Yeah. But paedophile, I don't think he is. No. Um, for my pick this week, we're going to go with a very successful actor. I like his work. Mm. And the three criterias I look for is length of marriage, yeah. what shit has come out about them, what dirt has come out about them, and children. Uh, hold on. Come in. Um, so the whole point of the podcast was to go for Denzel Washington. So my this is my pick for non-pedophile of the year. Yes. Now, he was... He has been... Married to one woman since 1983. Fuck, really? So, yeah. So, he has length in marriage to, like, sort him out there. He had All of his children are by that uh, woman, as far as I know. Mm. Um, so, he has length of marriage mm. and multiple children by this woman. Mm. Okay? Pedophiles who are trying to remain under the radar, they bounce between radar. If, if like, it, yeah, if he's yeah. hiding something, exactly. it's certainly not going to be that. Like, John Wayne Gacy, yeah. to go with a... Pedophile, serial killer. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Really extreme. 
um, he uh, one end of the scale to the other. Yeah, yeah, he he was bouncing like between dodgy marriages mm. that were farces and shit for yeah. a couple of years. He had Doc two Doc marriages. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Fucked, man. yeah. He's a oh, he's a questionable dude. Oh yeah, um, an extremely questionable. I was going to say yeah. Mm. Would you get your front door or uh, no? It's if it's the landlord. Okay. Let, me, let me just quickly see who that is. <laughs> Jay. Just, just so you know. Plug what you like. The, the front door, the front door has, uh, has just gone. Hi. Hi. Can you see your rent inspection? Yep, no dramas. Uh, rent inspection just taken home. How are you? Good, good, Hello, good. How good. You doing? We're just doing a podcast. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, just, just the rent inspection people are here. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. That's for the outside one. Does it work? Yes. I mean, barely, but... Awesome. We just have some strange woman walking around my apartment. Yeah, I love that, just I love that. The, the, reviewing the, everything. The real estate lady's going, what the hell have I just walked into? I know. <laughs> I got a dude in a psychedelic onesie. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of entertainment. It's always good. Mm. Um, the grout in the uh, shower, that shower... Made a note of it last rent inspection. Like, it's it's not coming out. I've literally cleaned it as best I could. It's like a permanent mold. But we have attempted to do the best we can about it. Yeah. So like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't come after you for it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Please, please, don't, please don't edit this conversation. No, I won't. No, of course not. <laughs> no, wait until I say when... Well, mate, wait until I say... Yeah. What? Wait until you hear what I say when she leaves. <laughs> Do you want to keep your property or? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm hoping. I'm hoping what will happen is I. They will say. I'll say they're an amazing real estate agency. I know no one won't believe. Just plug them. Yeah, plug them, and then they'll lower my rent. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll start promoting. Yeah. Do you need any advertisements? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be a guest or be? Yeah. Yeah. When I was talking about like advertisement earlier, um, I was like. I was looking through, there's this website, I won't plug them, yeah. but uh, they were talking about like matching up podcasters with advertisers mm. and they essentially were like, oh, this, 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 yada, 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 mm. bing, bang, boom, who can you, we match you up with? Mm. And I originally go in thinking, I will advertise anyone, literally yeah. anyone under the sun. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I did not... Uh, realize how quickly I would backpedal on that situation. <laughs> when you start getting suggestions, it's like, you're actually not. Well, most of the things, well, like, I found a few things I would advertise. I found a soap company, a teeth yeah. whitening company, a few other ones. Again, they probably will reject my pictures because I haven't built up that much of an audience yet. So, yeah. stuff then. Um, but the, uh, the yeah, I won't name names, but I had other companies on there where they were like, advertising podcasts. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to advertise no, podcast. That yeah. just seems weird. If people want to come on and promote their podcast, promote their podcast. That's one thing. And yeah. there's one thing. Like I, there's one thing I've, I've never, I, I've endeavoured to try and do it, but I've never, I've, I've sort of gone. Oh, yeah, maybe. Nah. A podcast. Yeah. All right. You just got to dive in and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that should pretty much be everything. Any issues? Nah. You sure? Anything that would it would just be popped in the reports. I took photos of the shower and stuff, but that's just normal. Hmm. Well, I mean, if they have issues with the shower, I mean, Wait, what I, is going on? Yeah, no, but that, 
we reported that for like six months when the uh, house was for for the audience who don't know there's a big mark <laughs> in the corner of my thing it's probably been like maybe rectified on the outside I'm, I would it's rectified on the outside because it hasn't got any worse to... than that but it, yeah. it, it is literally we have reported it well that's good because that means as long no. as you report things it doesn't come to the end and they go yeah. well you know so it's all I mean when we when we stuff. released this place they wanted to charge the rent up and we were like can you fix the issues and the with the, with the, with the jib rock first before you yeah, charge us more rent it's a hard time to be um, a renter a tenant yeah tenant because mm. owners kind of have run of them out at the moment mm. we don't even have anything to lease at the moment which is crazy oh no um, yeah give us give the people some advice on what to do with <laughs> <laughs> good references yeah, yeah, yeah good references good history money in the bank mm. So literally what no one has these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you go back to your office game, I went to do this rent inspection and it was the weirdest rent inspection ever. <laughs> it will later be viral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me though. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, what's your name just so we can... <laughs> you don't need to tell us that. No. Have a good day. No, thank you. Thank you. See you. hot. Bitch. Um... <laughs> Uh, she wasn't that good looking. Oh, no, you should have seen her from behind, man. Uh, I really sound like a misogynistic asshole there, but she, she, her, her, her ass. Mate, good, man. no one's going to listen to me. <laughs> That's I, what I always tell people. Yeah. I'm going to be saying that, like, if this thing yeah. podcast blows 20 up. 20 million just, viewers. No yeah. one listens to yeah, this. No one listens to this. <laughs> just say what you want. Yeah. Just say what you want. Yeah. What do you think we're on here? Joe Rogan? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No to this, man. I'd love that. That'd be the funniest shoot ever. <laughs> well, guys, yeah, Denzel Washington, he has the longevity of marriage and he has the children to support. Mm. So that's my pick for this week. I think, I think, you know what? You're right. I think if anything came out about him, I would probably be shocked. Mm. I mean, like, I used to think I used to think Will Smith to to some degree, and then all that shit come out about Jada, and I was like, "No, he's fucking weird." Like, I think he's into other things. I don't think he's. Into I don't think he's into kids, kids but no. I, I I definitely think he's into other mad shit. Yeah, would surprise me if he's into like Scientology or something like that. Like, he was briefly associated yeah, with that. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. was it Tom Cruise? Am I getting the wrong actor? Tom Cruise is briefly a Scientologist. He's is, hell into Scientology. Yeah. He's like one of their heads. He's like a head people or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. And I've never quite understood. John Travolta is quite jealous of him because John Travolta right. wanted to be like in the position that Tom Cruise yeah, was. Yeah, that's right. Problem yeah. is he's not famous or successful enough anymore. He's a, uh, John Travolta's another one though. Oh man, we can talk about this all fucking day. Like, yeah, I, we can't. You know, like, I would love to. I would love to. But again, like I, I always say, we'll cap these at an hour, hour and a half. We're at yeah. an hour 44. Oh jeez. I'm no, all right. Done well. <laughs> No worries, man. Plug yourself, Jake. Go on. Oh man, look, I'm still I'm I'm on the I'm on the the cusp of, of of writing more. I'm writing another book. I'm planning. I'm in the planning session Plug of writing book. another book. Plug about, your first book. Uh, well, my book my book's called uh, The Boy from SE Seven. SE Seven being the postcode in London where I'm from. And it just talks about everything right from the beginning, the journey through comedy, uh, my journey through the police, uh, my mental health challenges. I don't really want to plug that because it's not really funny, but um, and and yeah, it's available. It's available for eight dollars on Amazon. You nice, know what I mean? like, but it's as I say, it's, it's a good good bit of an insight. So anybody that buys it, what reads it, and then sees me on stage will know a bit about me. And mm. uh, any social have, media you want to plug? Uh, I don't really. I'll be honest. I've got Jay Jay Callanan. Uh, it's just my 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 social media page. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some stuff up on there. I MC at weddings as well. I've, I, I, that came off the back of doing comedy. 
Um, I could not MC a wedding. Some, I, I didn't think I could either. It's amazing when you get up and you go, fuck, I'm actually really good at this. Mm. And the guy's like, can you MC my wedding? Like, I was walking out of comedy lounge one night. I'm like, yeah, yeah, game. Has you got a business card? I'm like, how fucking serious do you think I am? Yeah. Have I got a business card? Fuck, yeah. I do this for a hobby. Yeah. Like, and then um, I went there and it was. Uh, it was a Mauritian Filipino wedding, so like it couldn't get any more fucking weird. Like weird, um, nice. but but I smashed it and got another booking as a result for October this year. So like it's, right. I'm averaging one wedding a year. You know right. what I mean? But well, Joe, thank you very much for coming on the pleasure. Professional Degenerates podcast. Thanks for that having is me. Profeshi Anal Degenerates <laughs> podcast. Just so you know, I'm going to plug myself here, uh, guys. Big announcement too. We are on Spotify with this episode three plus the entire back catalogue of our previous two episodes. Um, so yeah, you can just go to the Spotify and look up Profeshi Anal Degenerates. We will still be posting to SoundCloud and we will still also be posting to Patreon. If you go to Patreon and donate, you can have your say in non-pedophile of the week. You can also have your picks for who is a pedophile and a closet homosexual. I won't say it on the podcast, but it, your opinion is safe with me. And this way we can at least narrow down the list, you know? So, yep. Patreon Profeshi Anal Podcast. A Profeshi Anal Degenerate Podcast. And... SoundCloud Profeshi Anal Degenerate Podcast. And on YouTube as well. You can find my socials, Alex Flay. That's Flay spelled F-L-E-A-Y because everyone gets it fucking wrong. (laughs) Um, So guys, this is Alex Flay signing off this bizarre fucking episode. (laughs)